Alice. <laughs> hey, Alice. How's it going? Hey, Alice. We, um, we're, we're here at your shrine. We have built, we have erected a monument in your honor. <laughs> um, yeah. What strange eyes you have, Alice. Yes. Yeah. What strange eye you have. <laughs> um, the Tibetans imagine uh, their third eye is a horn of light. Oh, shit. So it comes out from like like yeah they imagine they get a horn oh, of shit. light yeah I read that in a uh, uh, tingle uh, I can't remember his whole name tingle uh, Tenzin Rinpoche yeah That's the, he wrote a book called a uh, dream and uh, Tibetan yogas of dream and sleep okay super duper cool book it's the whole meditation practice of the Tibetans like for dying so it like encompasses like their whole system. Nice. Yeah, it's hmm. a special book. It's, what it's was neat. this like? Um, like a modern breakdown of it, or is this like an ancient book? Uh, he's alive. He's old okay. now. But he wrote it in '97. I got you. You know, and it was like, you know, when the Buddhist community started like publicizing their secret doctrines. You know, like it would have been completely oh. forbidden for him to share all that shit. Yeah, you know? this is the guy that you were telling me about. And mm -hmm. He's like, it's taboo, but times have changed. Mm -hmm. and this needs to get out there. Yeah, and yeah. most of the, if you like, go buy any Tibetan book, they'll kind of start right. with that. You know, that's very um, like uh, the Book of the Law, Crowley's book that he received from Horace. Uh, it is a similar thing. The first rule of the Book of the Law is don't discuss it. And anyone found discussing it is no true Thelemite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you know, look look down upon this person. They are, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and that's probably where you get closer to like the, you know, satanic aspect of his philosophy because it, like, he understood, like, the beginning of the Torah, like these Kabbalist occultist type people, you know, and he was definitely oh yeah. and, like heavily into that shit. Yeah. Like they understand that the nature of the origin of God was like pure potential manifestation of life, you know, and to like and that in itself is love and like, you know, everything mm -hmm. positive. I mean, you know, God wants to become more of him like more life and more life. Yeah. You know, so like they're taking that essence of God that he separated from himself to give them life and then not doing it in return as an act of rebellion, you know. And they're using that magical power that's designed to give life, you know. And this is the thing that's making a tree come up and drop a seed to make another tree, you know. Like, and it's kind of doing this through all of nature. Yeah. And uh, so, like, they're like, fuck dropping a seed, you know. I'm going to use all of this power for myself. And they know that it's like, like, opposing yeah. the nature of the sea of potential. More I or think... Less. I, I get what you're saying, but mm -hmm. calling it satanic, to me, is like, like, almost the opposite, right? Because mm -hmm. to me, the serpent mm -hmm. is knowledge. He is mm -hmm. the the cult breaker. So to me, that is blasphemic. What uh, he's doing is blasphemic too. Mm -hmm. Maybe I maybe devil worship, but not uh, but not Lucifer. I wasn't not, sure like the right term to use, but you know that like yeah, I the, I know what you, you mean. know. Like, cause the I mean, he definitely side. wasn't about like Jesus or nothing, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and love everybody. And he, he definitely hit, he's like, definitely hitting on some of the points like self-worship, but like, I think, well, that's, that's where I start to, that's where I start to break down the difference between Lucifer and Satan. Mm -hmm. Satan is more of, I mean, well, Lucifer, first of all, Lucifer is pride. Mm -hmm. He's, 
he's a uh, he's the king of Babylon right the, the tear down of authority yeah an erection of himself yeah. and like there, there's pride with that but he's like that okay so you have the serpent who and, and you know maybe that's the problem is trying to correlate all these characters when they're not the same character because mm -hmm. the serpent in the garden is not Satan it's mm -hmm. it's the serpent in that and, he, and he's the personification of chaos and I mean I'm still kind of like putting everything in its place concerning that you know but it seems that he was the uh <laughs> almost like the firstborn of God <laughs> it's fucked up to say I hate just coming out and saying that shit but like he is the, the, the fruit of God's union with chaos you okay. know when, when God you know I have to start saying shit uh, so yeah like the sea of potential you know it's, it is love it's infinite light something's in there to block the light and get shined on to see that it, hey this is infinite light you know then it's not infinite light no more Right. You know, so it's it's a paradox that oh, they like shit. to contemplate, you know? And so, like, for that thing to prove it exists, it has to differentiate itself from something, you know? So it has to create space to be separate, to yeah, break yeah, forth yeah. out of itself. Yeah. And, and so it cuts a portion of itself off. And the Hebrew vocabulary of the Torah, like the word create means to cut, and it was the root word of covenant for the word berith. You know, and so the idea is that God's the only existence, so he has to sever a piece of existence from himself to create something else with. Oh, okay. You know, and this is like what they were tripping on when they like they wrote the Torah, right. which, you know, no telling how long it actually took to write it. But, uh, you know, and so, so that's the essence of God, too, you know, and it's on the other side of a void, you know. And uh, so basically, like, for God to make that part of himself evil, he had to then pull his spirit out of it but leave a form you know mm -hmm. like and, and it says the earth that he made was without form and void which I actually suspect that the English translators were actually trying to push away from this uh, meditative backdrop of the story okay you know by saying that it didn't have form it's not form you know they're like getting away from these guys that talk too deep you know gotcha like but but nonetheless <laughs> like you know so to make the form, he had to pull his life out of it. So that's the picture of a dead body. And it was without form and void. That just means uh, chaotic and uh, lifeless. Like, it, it means that there was no possibility for life to exist there. You know, like, that's what they're describing when they say it's without form and void. It's a cool phrase. It's uh, tohu, bohu, or bohu. Hmm. B&B is, like, depends on... I don't know okay. the breath marks, but yeah. Uh, and that's, tohu bohu. And that's, like, to the best of our ability to translate it in English, it breaks down into what? It's, uh, it's like... You could say, like... Not, not, I'm not trying to be, desolation, like, exact, but Desolation it, and emptiness. Okay. Like, okay. basically. And it just, it just means that there's no possibility for life to exist. And they call okay. it an abyss covered in complete darkness. Right, right. So imagine yourself in the middle of the ocean with no life, no light, no warmth, all is black, you know, and it's like raging weaves, you know, tossing you around, like, you're just gonna die, it's useless for the living, you know. It's the void, that's the abyss. Yeah, like, you know, they're, you know, these are concepts and ideas more than anything. Uh, right. But, uh, I mean, it's it's Leviathan. It's it's a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like Leviathan is like the sea dragon. He's the mm. personification of the sea. But uh, 
so like when God creates you know space heaven and earth the primordial seed you know there was no land until the six days of creation you know but uh, that's the picture of God refilling the dead form with his life you know okay and uh, and that's how we came to be you that, know yeah that like comes you know, if we come from darkness we don't know shit and all of a sudden we're alive that comes across in a, a lot of different mythos too like um Phil you were just telling me that the earth was made according to Norris it was, it was it's Ymir's corpse right mm-hmm. yeah the is that Mid- is, Midgard yeah that's our okay. yeah that's our our realm it was made out of Ymir's corpse. And Ymir actually came, he was a, there was originally fire and ice, and in the middle there was condensation, and it dripped, and that drip became Ymir, the first living being. Same story. And yeah. and I don't want to jump ahead, uh, but Adam and Eve is them telling the story again. You know, so here's the sea of potential, and then the opposite force, the the sea of chaos. You know, and they mingle and create life, which is Adam, which he's the male personification of the sea of potential, and God takes blood from Adam's side and makes Eve. So you have the two opposing characters again. You see, they just start out with a pattern, and then they just keep re-expressing the pattern. Like the whole Bible is built that way. But yeah, when God brings forth lamb, you know. Like, and then starts bringing life about, you know, all of a sudden Satan just rolls in, like, after the, you know, after the six days of creation, you know. And it's like, where did he come from, you know? Like, and, and the idea was that he was the personification of the sea, the chaotic sea that's at enmity. If no life can survive there, then its nature is hostile to life, you know? And, and so it, it's almost as if, like, when God separated, you know, a portion of himself to create chaos with, you know, which Isaiah says that directly, and he talks about Tohu Vohu in that passage. Uh, I think it's Isaiah 65, but uh, he says, I form light and create darkness. Like, and it, it's talking about the first verse of the Torah, like, okay. I form light. It's like, you know, the same thing when he said, I'll let there be light. And I make peace and create evil. Like, this is what it's talking about. You it's, know? it's contrast. In mm-hmm. order for him to make light, there is darkness. One of the most simple analogies is the battery to opposite polarities generating right. energy. Yeah. You know? That one's like basic. I guess because we've grown up in the technology. Well, well Alice, age. you heard it here first. Um, uh, Satan is the firstborn son of God. Uh, Denny. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like that's where, that's what I think they were getting at, you know? Like, I'm not going to say that that's, I'm certain on that, but, you know. No, yeah. Like, I, that's what it seems like. That makes, yeah. like, I get what you're saying. You see how hard it was to just answer a question? But, what, yeah, like, it, not hard, but, you like, you know, it, it's a field of knowledge. So, right. this brings me to my next question, then, like, <laughs> Um, I, I mean, you wouldn't put this on yourself, but I'm, I'm putting this title on you. You are the rhetoric rabbit hole resident Bible expert. Um, whenever I have Bible questions, I come to you. Because, um, you know, being raised the way I was, I, I have a, um, I would say, a roundabout understanding of the Bible more so than, let's say, the average individual. Mm-hmm. But um, you're always blowing my mind with shit. So uh, while I got you here, I guess... What I want to know, like, when, okay, 
it's really easy to play like because a lot of Christians today are such a joke mm -hmm. it's really easy for a lot of people to play off the Bible as a joke yeah but I see it all the time yeah and, yeah. and I understand it, you know, because there's a lot of, like, organized religion sucks. Yeah. And if that's your only, if that's your only, like, access to the Bible, then, yeah, I understand it leaving a bad taste in your mouth. But the reality is we, we are dealing with a, well, nothing should, a, a very profound piece of literature that's obviously impacted humanity m more so than any other book. Yeah, in, like, amazing ways. So, like, you know, in, like, good and bad type of amazing you know like so these ancient rabbis that we are still deciphering mm -hmm. and understanding mm -hmm. what the fuck they did how do you think they were so intelligent oh god why were they so uh, smart so like in, in some ways yeah. they're more advanced no it's 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 it's, it's insane and like you know like i, I want i want to talk about how insane it is like you know with some facts and like really get into like how crazy these people were on a just a divine level and I know in my like with everything I got that the plane that energy manifests from is conscious like and like the potential for something to actuate from that plane you know like everything that could manifest from this source, you know, this like quantum vacuum to where energy arises from, this is how the quantum physicists kind of describe it. Uh, all information that could ever be has to exist there. Oh, the Akashic record. Like, yeah. Like, like, dude, like, I'm talking like, like, I'm talking about scientists talking Pat, about this yeah. shit. Like, mathematicians hanging Past, out with present, physicists, future, and, and biologists. All, all information. Know? It has yeah. to be there. Right. Like, it's a fact that it's there. Mm -hmm. And, and my point being is that like the sea of potential that manifested you and me and the floor and the grass and shit like is alive and I know that like from direct experience like I don't care how I sound anymore uh, it, it, and it wants to get your attention and it'll like when it gets your attention it'll start leading you down a road to see it because that's the whole reason we exist God wants to be known because that's what makes him God and that's what lets him love. Like, he's not loving unless he's engaging in this relationship that, you know, and we're, you know, a two-bit whore when we diss him by ignoring the present moment all of our lives. Seeing, like, being able to see that, that influence and see that hand, what mm -hmm. do you think he's doing? How much control... He's creating himself. Does, does he... Like, do you believe in free will? Not exactly. So... <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's that's kind of a yeah. hard question, huh? No, it's not. Uh, okay, so the quick answer is that God's doing everything, like, and, and the only reason anybody can move and do anything, and I can speak right now, is because He's doing it. Like the the neural synapses in my brain are controlled by like synaptic fluid that like is spinning around, and as like the positive the negatives line up, it makes a charge. You know, like when you go, or at least when you used to go to. Uh, like, uh, like you know, go to college to be a brain scientist. Like, that's one of the things they teach you, and they ask you to deal with it philosophically. That's, like, part of going to uh, brain school, whatever, spacing out, what they call it, neurology. 
if you want grade to be a neurologist, school. I guess. I like but, grade uh, school. And you can't think a thought without these particles lining up positive and negative, negatively to like create the charge. Like, are you actually in control of your thoughts? Right. You know, and you know. So my I, answer is that God's the one generating everything, and that we're just witnesses observing where, what He created. Where my confusion is coming is like, mm-hmm. okay, if He's con- if He's controlling it all, what's He teaching us? It's more like He's teaching Himself at that point. Well, what did I say? He's creating Himself. Okay. Okay. I got you. But so but the act of point, him creating himself is an act of love. So it's because just, okay. if, if the sea of potential didn't love itself, like it would have just stayed isolated mm-hmm. and never manifested. Like the fact that it broke free into space and embodied something and became something else proves that it was love. Like Okay. But so like so okay yeah like um, free will is a funny topic uh i used to have a whole another spiel on it uh i used to say god's doing god's doing everything but your experience of choice and your accountability for what you choose to do is just as real i guess know? what where i'm still hung up i guess is what mm-hmm. like what is the what is the objective i know you said he's mm-hmm. man like he's manifesting himself in mm-hmm. that regard well, but so, but the way I'm understanding it, it's it's like kind of like looking in a mirror. Mm-hmm. Like he is both observed and observer. Mm-hmm. So, well, I genu- I genuinely think that he's trying to create people to hang out with him for eternity. So like, there is that's how the that's how the Bible points it out. Is that like God's like not just to be God, just to sit in a room by himself. He wants to hang out with people, and so he's basically going through this whole process to create eternal beings that hang out with him forever. So they, we coexist with it separately, mm-hmm. and we don't merge back. Uh, sort of. So the vision that I did have, you know, like it, it was like seven wheels. I went and found, like, dude, after I had that vision, that's how I found that Rinpoche book about Tibetan meditation. You know, I was like, I was always like, fuck chakras, that's some bullshit. And, you know, so I had this vision and it was realer than this, you know, like, which I'm still answering your question yeah. about the rabbis. But, uh, <clears throat> like, you know, and so that. it was the realest thing that I ever experienced. And it, it was such a strange place. And, uh, it, and it, it taught me so much for 20 years you know it's been like 20 years like and I've learned so much still to this day from that experience it's a fucking bizarre thing but so there's there's seven wheels and inside of each wheel is an ocean of light of pure color you know and it's like pulsating ocean waves like out you know and the wheels are spinning the inside wheel one way the outside wheel the other and it's like the water's dripping into the wheels and there's like light in the wheels and it's spinning okay. so fast you know, that there's like advanced geometry in between the two wheels. I've never seen anything like it. And then it's coming out of the other wheel, the outside wheel, as rays of light. And so each wheel is doing this, you know, and so it's like this glittering thing. And uh, and it's like a kid's toy when you spin it, sort of, you know, and it's making the image of a man meditating, you know. And it's oh. also making the image of the mountain. And one of the things it wanted to let me know is that I'm the source of light, I'm the source of existence, and I can become anything I want to. You know, I can move in and out of all things at will. Like, and, and that was very clear that it was telling me that. Have you ever seen a Mandelbrot set? I don't know. Phil, no. can you can you Google Mandelbrot set for me? Ah, oh, shit. Where's your phone? Uh, but is it dead? so. 
man. Well, okay, I'll show you later. A Mandelbrot set, and it's not gonna. It'd be so much better if I, if I could show it to you. But mm -hmm. a Mandelbrot set is like. <sighs> forgive me, Alice. I'm not a mathematician. This is a real layman way of explaining this, and I'm probably wrong. But it's um, the visual representation, like you you have a sequence of numbers. Uh, that will repeat um, a stable pattern and then you have numbers that will go off yeah. in unstable patterns into blast off into infinity mm -hmm. Okay, so a Mandelbrot set is um, a visual representation of the border between <coughs> stable numbers and non-stable numbers mm -hmm. so and the shape it makes is that of a man in a meditative stance like a buddha it looks like the buddha <coughs> yeah and i wasn't into meditating you know what i mean <laughs> like like that shit changed my life like and i didn't expect it to you know because i've been on a christian journey you know and like like god forced these two cultures into one thing by seeking answers through his word which if god's done that to me you know what i mean like, and I mean, like, you know, the Bible's some other shit for me. Like, people can't even understand me half the time when I talk about it, you know. And I try to make it so simple, but... Well, it's a like, very simple and it's a very complicated thing. But it tuned me into the language and the pattern that these rabbis were, man, like, writing the Torah and the rest of the Bible. You know, they have a, a system of patterns and a way of layering information into it. And it led to this Eastern meditation practice and... If God could, like, lead me on this journey for 40, you know, like, I started reading the Bible when I was seven, you know, mm -hmm. like, then that's obviously what he did to the people that wrote the Bible. When you like, say... And, and, you know, and I think they really, like, when they say they got it from God, I think they really did. Like, regardless of whether any of it's, like, historically true or not, like, the book is so much more meaningful than worrying about was the past real, you Would know? you, at this point... <laughs> Would you consider yourself a Christian? Okay. So Absolutely. What, when you say God... But I don't like to... You know, what I say a Christian is is not what's going on in these well, churches. Typically. Oh, absolutely. So, oh, there's a different... Christi yes, there's real Christians and there's fair-weather Christians. There's well, people who study yeah. the Bible and try to um, follow Jesus' footsteps. Well, no, nah, man. Like, you know, like, fuck all that. Like, love joy, peace, kindness, patience, gentleness, meekness, like those things are what a Christian is. Like if they're produced in your heart and you live a life to protect those virtues, like all the things that they said would happen to you in the Bible will happen to you. And you could never know any of those proper nouns or stories and live this experience knowing Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've seen that before. So it's not quite... Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. That's what, what we're looking yeah. at and this is a fractal you can zoom in on this yeah yeah I've seen I've seen it yeah um, I like the videos to where they'll just keep falling through it I don't know if you've see seen if you can, any of those see if you can find a video of it um yeah you've, you've seen it yeah yeah but um that, that people just kind of stumbled across that mm -hmm. and it's it's one of those things that's I don't know like it's a very specific weird shape mm -hmm. no that's cool 
Um, That's fascinating. I didn't know it had anything to do with math outside of that fractals yeah. were based on mathematic principles. That, like, that's all I knew. So it's funny. They discovered the Mandelbrot set before they could, before computers were able to visually represent it that way. Oh, wow. Um, so, I mean, because you can, you mm -hmm. can, you can have a Mandelbrot mm -hmm. zoom in infinitely as long as you want your computer to sit there and process it. Mm -hmm. um, they're, you know, like 10-hour videos of Mandelbrot zooming in, and it can yeah. go on infinitely. Oh, wow. Um, and fun. what's interesting is it'll repeat the same patterns every once in a while, but not mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. Um, but they discovered these before... Uh, or they discovered this before computers could visualize it so they just had um like they had like uh they would enter binary or whatever enter the sequence mm -hmm. and it would print out just a bunch of like gray dots or like black dots mm -hmm. so like they got it like a rough shape of it kind of oh wow just in these like grids that's funny man yeah. like the message is coming mm -hmm. it's going to it get clearer we were talking clearer. about that movie pie the other yeah. day yeah 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 Everybody's yeah, that stuff that. was on to it, like, but, it, you know, it was a movie, too. <laughs> yeah, the, like, yeah. It's also... Uh, like, it, you know, if it turned him into, like, you know, Zenny the Pooh, and he's like, <laughs> you know, he's like, life is... <laughs> Zenny the Pooh. Yeah. That's yeah. dope. Uh, like, but no, it, like, made him lose his shit, you know, like, the real presence of God. Like, I don't know. Like, when I get to explaining, like, all of this divinity and how, like, her, like it's this and this and this, and I can just, like, keep comparing it to things in life, like, I don't know. It's the way it was written. Yeah. But it makes me feel a little crazy, you so, know? Well, further down the craziness, let's, mm -hmm. let's, let's just completely go bonkers, like, um, because I'm trying to get where you're at. <laughs> so, so... Um, like, and I, uh, I feel like you've already done a, a really good job explaining this already, mm -hmm. but when you say God, mm -hmm. I know what you mean. I know, I know what you're describing. You've laid it out really well. Mm -hmm. What, uh, at, like, where do you put Yahweh in all of that? Because uh, you're not talking about Yahweh necessarily, well, we, except if you are talking about Yahweh, it's a very, like, tetragrammaton like authentic Ooh. just a understanding of the universe kind of not a personal god not like elohim created heaven earth elohim means judge you know like back to like the sea of potential like isolated it's in a form of rigidity like if there's nothing to judge how can he be judged right like if there's nothing to love how can you say he loved oh well he loved himself well you know, so do you? It's, he had the potential to love, but there's no object to love. You like okay, so but Je Jehovah means self-existent one. You know, so the self-existence one, you know, created ex existence and gave it to something else and judged it. It's like sort of how the yeah. words play out. And it, it is a bunch of just, it's all just wordplay. Well. I mean, not, not what you're saying is wordplay, but Moses, the names. Moses yeah. is like, what do I tell him your name is? And he says, I am that I am, or I will be what I will is my favorite translation. Right. But because uh, it's the symbol, you know, the, the image I saw in the vision, you know, it's, that's what it was saying. I'll be whatever I want, you know, okay. I'll be everything and nothing all at once. Like, you know, that's what it was communicating. So, 
when God says, I, I will be what I will be, ultimately being is a form of existence, which means that it's conscious. And that's back to, I'm a judge. Like, you can't oh. be judged without being conscious. Okay. You know, it takes consciousness. Like, so my whole argument is that God is consciousness. And he's embodying this material oh, world sure. through everything to perceive himself. Right. So we are the only eyes. That and the Bible directly says that we are the eyes of the Lord. Oh shit! So there is like, no, there it, is it's no, all there the is no thing. eye in the sky. It's only eye here. No, I there. think there is an eye in the sky. Like because it describes it this way, you know, sea of potential. The rain comes down, it hits the form, and it comes back up. You know. So he just and wants many ways of like, saying it. N well, the nature of what manifested the universe. Like, it comes out from itself and embodies something else and comes out from itself and embodies something right, else. Right. And it, So it's like this energy can't stop from doing that. And so that's what it wants to do. It wants to be fruitful and multiply. And like anywhere that God's presence goes, that's what he's going to do. And when you stop fertility, you stop multiplication, you stop diversity, differentiation, and integration. When you stop that, like, that's when you persecute. God persecute Jesus Christ that's how all suffering enters the world you stop integrating between rigidity and chaos and you go to one or the other and it's the, like that's the modern map of mental health it's a stream of the flow of energy and information like and the ability to integrate between rigidity on one side and chaos on the other like and all mental illness in the DSM manual you know like is a form of rigidity or chaos or a combination of both wow like and this is like the cutting edge neurobiologist talking about it you know like that's where i get this from but that's a model of god and like it gets so much deeper dude like so like i'm trying to figure out how to really say this thing about god being presence and consciousness so, you know i don't know if this is going to help at all but mm -hmm. i i want <laughs> It might not, <laughs> but um, uh, before we get too far, I want to take a step back because I had another question. Mm -hmm. You, you, um, you said Elohim, which I, I I'm glad that you brought that up because mm -hmm. that gets me thinking about. So I mean, my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but it it was that God it interacted with people as Elohim mm -hmm. in scripture and then at some point at some point he starts interacting with them through a different name uh G genesis 1 1 is elohim genesis 2 i think it's like verse 2 it's somewhere in chapter 2 like they use the word yahweh okay and it's just like out of the blue you know like i mean i don't think anything is just out of the blue in there uh there's so many patterns in the 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 words that they use so like, what, it's pretty nuts but so do you correlate the two do yeah i think that uh, yeah i don't make a differentiation between any of the names of god in scripture outside so, of uh, so maybe a, more of an implication towards judgment on one end and more of an implication towards presence on the other between elohim and yahweh okay. you know and i guess there are like, some there are some but judgments is like saying focusing on an object and that's right. what God's doing with us. Well, He's it's focusing on us. It's like truer names than like Danny and Alex. It's it's a name describing that, what it is. That's a great no. That's a great point. Dan L, 
Dan L. Like so, so you got L over here, and now you got something produced by L that's Dan L. Like L oh, Junior. You know, like so they're expressing this very thing that I'm describing about creation and manifestation of reality. That they're like just with the way they named their names. I got you. Doesn't this just like something? That's something what all those those names that end in L. Mm -hmm. Doesn't they mean of of L or of God, right? Yeah, and then like the other word plays on it. Uh, Daniel is a dope name. Like not to sound conceited. Uh, like I mean, I'm a I study Bible, you know. So it's like, but uh, Dan means judge. L means judge. So it's judge judge which is superlative oh, of judgment. Wow. It means, like, divine judgment. It's a oh, shit. name. Oh, nice. That's so yeah. Libra. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, my name's Daniel Michael, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. like, and then, like, and now that, like, the Torah's been, like, up into me and the whole Bible's been up into me, like, it kind of freaks me out that that's my name, honestly. <laughs> like, God, it's so weird. So what does Michael mean? Uh, he was the, the archangel that fought for God. So he was probably the angel with the flaming sword, like so, on a few occasions, including keeping man out of the presence of God. But that was all symbolism for time, which we'll, we'll get to that. I later. had um, a guest on the podcast a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Dasa. We were talking about um, Krishna guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were talking about um, shit. What were you just saying? Huh. Where were we just at? Uh, Michael names. Yeah. Oh Archangel. yeah. Yeah, and I didn't realize this till that conversation, but it's it's only Jehovah's Witnesses that correlate Jesus and Michael, and I guess a, a few other. Uh, I thought that was like a. Uh, the, Daniel, the book speaks of Ancient of Days, you know, and it's sort of this like heroic God figure for mankind, but it's like an embodied mortal almost like uh, there's so many different theories but it's interesting because the, some people will say he's Michael and some people will say he's Jesus okay so this isn't so, just there are other denominations of Christians that follow that idea it, it's around as well I got you yeah I got you so speaking of other ideas around like you don't subscribe to I, different names applying to different deities but there are some scholars that would make a distinction between Elohim and Yahweh uh, do you, what do you what do you think about that well, well was, L, L was a not a, just a, a Hebrew word. Like, that was a Canaanite word for God that was used in general for all kinds okay. of other gods. Like, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, so when I say I don't differentiate between titles of God, I mean specifically in context to the, the, the whole Bible. Got it. You know. Got mm -hmm. it. Like, so, any I mean, kind of supreme lord that's spiritual over the characters in the stories, like, is referring right. to the It doesn't really thing. matter what you call them. You know. Yeah. Like, no, I'm with you. Like, it, I, I I, don't know. Maybe I'm getting caught up on the name thing too much. Mm -hmm. But, like... Well, there is that one scripture that says that to Yahweh, or it says that the sons of Israel or sons of Abraham were given to Yahweh, and that the mm -hmm. portions of man were given to the... Yeah. to some heavenly... heavenly uh, beings. So... And it specifically just mentions Yahweh... So like, yeah, I'd have to see that, but no, that's that's right in line with the story. That's right in line with the whole narrative. God took that particular people to Himself, so, yeah, to I think fuck with them, just like I'm saying, like the rabbis who wrote it, like mm -hmm. they, they they got fucked with in the same way. So they're writing a story about God fucking with people in the same way. I think you, you already know? you answered my question really well earlier when you said that Elohim was a catch-all 
name for God that the Canaanites mm-hmm. used. Mm-hmm. So that that answer they, that, did that, they use it in Egypt too? I think I it know. might have even been an Egyptian use at some point. I, I'm not positive. I didn't, I didn't know. Um, I'd have to check. But that that pretty much clears it up for me. That yeah. like okay, so this is a catch-all God, mm-hmm. and then um, Yahweh is specifically Israelite God. Psalms seventeen or nine, eighteen, nineteen, somewhere in there. there there's a, descri- a description of uh, Yahweh as uh, the storm God. You know, he's riding on the clouds, he's thunder and lightning, he's raining hell down, you know. And that was how they described Baal, his counterpart mm-hmm. in Canaanite, like, you know, at the at the <coughs> time. So they're describing God of Israel just like they described Baal. Mm-hmm. And that takes you to, like, the men of Mars Hill. Oh, here, let me tell you about this hit, this God over here on your shelf. You know, let me tell you, like, I'm going to tell you a story about the real God through this image of your mm-hmm. God. And, like, Jesus said, I am the way. Like, that had been in use by the cult of Pan for, like, 300 years. So, you know, and, and it, it goes on and on. There's all a, it's a big thing in Scripture, you know, and they're basically just communicating to people in a way they can understand. It's not right. nefarious. We're not worshiping demons, you know. It's like, yeah, like, I didn't write it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But God is depicting himself through the lens of pagan gods. And that's one of the reasons I get so mad when these Christians start condemning Hinduism and Buddhism and New Agers and occultists. It's all the same guy. Like, because they didn't do that in the Bible. The only people they rebuked were the people saying, I'm the fucking voice of Jehovah, and they were full of shit. And they were living for themselves, the religious. Those are the only people they rebuked. Like, and... I, I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but anywhere there's love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, gentleness, meekness, goodness, like that's where Jesus is. That's where the Holy right. Spirit is, and that's where the presence of God not, is because that's the yeah. nature of the sea of potential. It wants to generate life. And it not might so not you necessarily align it. might not necessarily mm-hmm. be in the church, it might be in the brothel, depending on who depending on the No, nah, like I mean, you know, like you, you know, you go to see a hooker and she starts like you there's a real spiritual connection. She starts yeah. crying, telling you about her whole life problems and you just listen to her. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're uplifting the heart instead of, you know, paying her for sex. Yeah. And, like, sure, like, that's real spirituality. Yeah. Like, and it's real growth away from darkness towards light. And Not that you, you know. couldn't get something useful out of going to church, but yeah. I, I was more making a point that spirituality isn't found necessarily just there. It can, there are so many avenues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> so when these people condemn these types of Hinduism and Buddhism and whatever... You know, they're actually persecuting the spirit of kindness that these people have in their hearts instead of servicing it. Right. You know, so they're tearing down the God they confess to serve mm-hmm. by treating people. Like, Buddhists are awesome. Like, yeah. Hinduism, like, is, like, extremely amazing. Like, they're, like, sure, they get religious, too. You know, and I, I wouldn't have believed it until I, 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 like, saw it, you know. But Buddhists, like, there are Buddhists out there that will get just as fucked up religious and hating other people for not being Buddhist and the whole religion trap. Like, any religion will have the religion trap culture, you right. know? Because we have it and you don't. Yep. And uh, that consequently also means you don't have it. Yeah, but. I think <laughs> I think you're the, you're the kind of guy that you would... I think you would have come to this conclusion whether you were in the Western world or whether you were in the Eastern world. Like, no matter what... You would you would have found this nugget mm-hmm. of truth in Hinduism. You would have mm-hmm. found it in Buddhism. Yeah. Because like it's what, there what though. You know, getting it, it from where there. I did get it 
I can see it over there. Yeah, that's you know? right. That's what I, mean, I was just because what you're describing sounds mm-hmm. like Shiva. It's mm-hmm. he takes on many different forms. Mm-hmm. To the wicked Shiva, you know, meek Shiva. Mm-hmm. He's he's the boy, the blue boy. But, he takes on the form of Narasimha to the wicked. He's a a man eating Lo- lion. Loki is the blue boy in the whole plot of the first episode. Oh Loki, shit! That that's what they're saying. They're like you were created to make these people better you know it's like showing in the avengers you are that evil that's here for a great purpose to make these people that's fucking dope and like it's true it's true it's true like and that's exactly what the bible says that god created them to use them to generate life through the people that know him and see him and are led by him tear would have and god's speaking through all things and that's why synchronicity is crazy that's how god speaks and i have stuff to say about that (laughs) but yeah god's speaking through I was I was just saying, like Tyr and these other Norse gods, they'd have no legacy if mm-hmm. Loki hadn't dicked around and caused a problem mm-hmm. to begin with. It's crazy that she was a blue boy doing the same damn thing. Yeah, that you're blowing my fucking mind. Yeah, because because yeah. um, Loki isn't a um, Asgardian. What is he? He's he's the yeah he's, he's the blue people. He's giant. He's a yeah, frost giant, I think. Yeah, I forget what they call him. But uh, yeah, uh, there was a funny joke in there, like because they're interviewing him, and he's like, "I'm from Midgar." They're like. So Earth, like that was really funny. I was like, "Damn, it's funny." Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. What is your next question? So okay, okay. Um, You answered my question about the names, and it like it really is like names aren't important, but I guess my like I do have a question. Mm -hmm. After Yahweh is mentioned in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Is Elohim just completely done away no, with? No, no, no. They're throughout. So Elohim throughout the whole okay. of the Old Testament. Okay. And uh, but uh, there's there's a group of uh, academics uh, called. Uh, it's a type of Hebrew textual criticism, and uh, it, it's called source criticism, and that's how they separate the. They chop up the Torah and all of the Old Testament books more or less. And it's like the guys that were using Elohim like wrote oh. this part, and the guys that used Jehovah wrote this part, right. and then later guys came along and put them together. But yeah. that you, you can't. I don't. I, I don't hold, I I don't hold any stock that. in that. I, like, and I, I'm not for it or against it. Uh, if you start to read the, these people's evaluation of the literature, you will be smarter. Well, you know what I mean. Like well, you will learn a lot from it, whether what they're saying is right or not. These are experts in Hebrew linguistics. You yeah. Know? Like, you can learn something from these motherfuckers. And they're convinced that the Bible was written by tons of different rabbis over hundreds of years. And it was a complete development that continued, and they just layered it and layered it and layered it. And I'm inclined to believe that that's true because I, you know, this, the like the Gamantria thing, you know, like to where they've got the spelling of these words that make number patterns right. that are expressed through the story and, and lead you to like time. like attach, like yeah. associate things that do go together. It's like a guide of interpretation, you know? It's like, how the fuck did they do that? How? How the fuck did they do that? And then like Leviticus, you know, they're, they're, it's the story of building the temple, you know, and, and doing the Day of Atonement. And the story is written in the shape of the temple, you know, and that's through a, a chiastic pattern, which is a circular story. And basically, like, they'll talk about this, then they'll talk about this, then they'll talk about this, 
and then they'll talk about the same thing wow. and then the thing in the middle and then the thing at the beginning you know so it makes a circular story wow. and uh, and the, the, they tell Leviticus the way that they associate those sections if you fold it in half the scroll like the facing parts go together and they're in the shape of a temple what the fuck yeah like yeah Mary Douglas she wrote a book called Thinking in Circles and she's a famous anthropologist that wasn't religious but all of her colleagues in the academic world, she's fam she's a famous academic. She's amazing. All of her books are fucking amazing. They'll blow your mind. But and she was like a cult and ritual expert, and like and she got into like Hebrew literature to the point to where she's seeing those patterns. Like I mean, God, I wish I could have met her. She died uh, about eight years ago, I guess. Uh, but That's what an amazing lady, yeah. Nah, it's nuts, yeah. Like it's, it's like, how did it get to that point? Yeah, you know, like, like when I write, you know, like I try to start at a starting point, you know. But then it's like I need to say this, 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 and so I just keep separating ideas, and then they like I start fitting them together, mm. and then I start going through it again, and like connecting things and learn you know so I see how that develops but like to the point that they took it you know yeah probably was a groups of rabbis over hundreds of years that were sitting around talking like we're talking so they're probably a little smarter but that's that's such a different way yeah. from like how I write too because when I'm <clears throat> when I'm constructing a story it is a very organic thing it is mm -hmm. not a lot of I mean <clears throat> obviously I do put some forethought into mm -hmm. it but that's it's mostly like I learn who these characters are as I'm writing it and yeah. like I, I learn this story as it goes and like to, to do something like that to build in a blueprint mm -hmm. in such a way is like a type of storytelling mm -hmm. that is so like beyond my comprehension like mm -hmm. that that is something that would take years and years of planning before you ever put ink to paper Mm -hmm. That is like you'd have to have the entire thing flawlessly executed before yeah. you ever did it. Yeah, it's insane. And you know, and so God really might have just been like, "Hey Moses, come hang out with me on this mountain and write this shit down." You know, <laughs> like maybe that shit really Smoke did happen. Some uh, acacia bush DMT like, and uh, come meet me. Yeah, come God, meet me God, camp. God only caught on fire after we like disassociated from our connection to all things to glorify ourselves. And to be individuals, that's when God caught on fire. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> like in the middle of the fiery tornado, He's not burning you no more. You know, because that's where stillness is. So every every time we we burn burn herb or like con consume drugs, it's just God smoking Himself. <laughs> just getting high on that God. <laughs> uh. Nah, like marijuana is cool because it helps you feel your whole body, you know, like yeah. which calms you down because that's presence, you know, like if, if we were living healthy right. lives with presence without resistance, like, you know, yeah. complaining I'm about American infrastructure, but like we probably wouldn't even need it, you know, yeah. like it's because our whole society's like sick that we do these things to connect with spirituality you know it's like dude you can literally go talk to god through a tree and a flower right. like i mean you don't have to go anywhere to talk to god but i mean you can experience his essence through the manifestation of anything you know and then like what makes you conscious is what gives that thing its form mm -hmm. so you can actually connect to anyone 
because that's also their consciousness manifested as form. Like this, it's a, it's, it's a weird thing, but like there's like re reality to this shit. Like you know, yeah. and there's a whole lot of amazing people on Earth right now that are all talking about this oh, same thing, sure. like from different angles. A like, lot of amazing people at a, at a really pivotal time in history. Yeah. Nah, like Armageddon's fixing to go down and either a conscious humanity will emerge or nothing, you know. I, um, this, uh, this is either, this is kind of related, but it's also totally out in left field. Mm -hmm. Um, like, so, like, <clears throat> I would say specifically with DMT, mm -hmm. I've had experiences of oneness mm -hmm. and understanding that we are all one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, on and off of other psychedelics, I have met individual spirits. Mm -hmm. I have met Satan in the flesh. Mm -hmm. I have met uh, a, 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 a myriad of um, different constructs, mm -hmm. all individual with personalities. Mm -hmm. so, so it's hard to hold both of those things in your head because there's mm -hmm. also this idea that these plants themselves, like mm -hmm. like marijuana, like mm -hmm. salvia, like um, like um, psilocybin containing mushrooms, like amanita muscaria, that that these drugs themselves have entities that live inside of them, mm -hmm. um, and people claim to have, like um, there's one there's one called ayaboga. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but it's specifically a it's it's a nightmare, hellish trip every mm -hmm. time it's mm. specifically hell mm. and people meet this goddess this wicked goddess um, who is Ayaboga mm -hmm. she is Ayaboga mm -hmm. and she tells you this I've never done it but I mean this is a really common thing where she like she explains that she lives within the headspace that the plant induces and that's her realm. And she's evil. She shows people yeah. evil every time. Yeah. And yeah, so, like, that's a funny way of putting it because it's like, she's like, I've taken over your body. Yeah. It's like what she's saying. <laughs> yeah, Ayaboga's like, I don't think anyone ever has good trips on it. It's specific, like, people do it to to have profound uh, revelations and like energy is supposed to pass through your body. So anytime you hold on to energy, the good and the bad, it, it leads to suffering. Yeah. You know, because you're trying to hold it. Like, when you lose the love, because it's going to go away, that feeling, you know, like your attachment to it will cause suffering. But if you just let energy flow freely through you, like, then you just are experiencing it, which, like, you know, sounds really, you know, sounds lame just saying it, but, like, experiencing energy inside of your body is one of the most fulfilling things you can mm -hmm. do. And, you know... Like, it's funny because like people that know what I'm talking about are just like gonna be like yeah, and then like people that just don't have a clue like gonna be like fruitcake, you know? Like, my yeah, my yeah. like my um, <laughs> my seven year old brain like took it to like getting cummed inside or oh. something. No, like I mean that's not <laughs> sticking a fork in my inside. <laughs> no, but that's like the whole depiction. Like you know, you got to see a potential like its essence comes out from itself and enters the primordial sea of chaos and generates life. God is fucking like, and this, himself. Th but this yeah. is sexual union. Yeah. Like, 
duh, you know? And then he makes Adam and Eve, which he's the personification of the sea of potential and she's the personification of the sea of chaos. And what yeah. do they do? They come together and produce yeah. life, just like... And how, how painful is separation, you know? Yeah. To like... When, like, that's why when, nobody wants to be alone because the sea of potential without anywhere to manifest it was like fuck that you know yeah like i'm not right. going to be alone forever like that's part of its juju even the yeah. um the biggest introvert uh like uh you know recluse mm -hmm. we need I, I think those people still find Contact either mm -hmm. through internet or even if they don't do that mm -hmm. through the characters in their programs, you know, through their books, mm -hmm. um, they're finding ways to stay connected. Mm -hmm. and no, it, it's a type of suffering those people experience. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, and I mean, and a lot we want to suffer a lot. They, of the they time. want it. Yeah, we want like, to suffer. Yeah, and we all do. Like as long as you keep perpetuating your own suffering, you want it because you've identified with it. You say, "Oh, they did that to me." And they did yeah. me wrong, and that hurt me, and this pain is me. Like, but it's not you. And the second you let go of it, dude, all of those ideas about yourself are—it's sand, dude. And you can just blow it away, like it, and that fast, you know. Yeah. Like, and if you keep practicing, like, you get really like fast at it, you know. Like in the transcendental aspect, like it's like you're just turning the volume down on thoughts, you know, mm -hmm. like. And the less you pay attention to your thoughts, like the quieter they get. You're kind of touching at something we were talking about the other day. You were, you're kind of explaining to me that like, you don't have to hold on to how you feel. You can choose to associate with how you currently feel, and mm -hmm. not only attach yourself to the mm -hmm. present moment. Not so it. it's like I am hungry, so that's that's what I am. But I'm also if mm -hmm. I'm happy, I'm happy. If I'm sleepy, I'm sleepy. Yeah, and like, like only in that moment and then when you're not mm -hmm. when you're when you're not angry anymore mm -hmm. you're stop being angry mm -hmm. don't let that you let persist. the energy pass through you yeah it, 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 so you get angry it'll dissipate just if you just wait quietly it'll go away you know like and there's actually stuff you can do to like quicken that but like if you say oh fuck I hate people oh, want to hurt people then you're, you're hurting feeding, yourself you're yeah. feeding the energy and it grows yeah and then it starts coming out your mouth but and then it starts generating anger in you to feed itself too and the problem is you know? that can be addictive that kind of suffering it can be like talking from personal experience mm -hmm. that burn mm -hmm. that 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 a direct you want it yeah I, I am right to be mad right you know like, mm -hmm. and for some people like I am right what's that that's Elohim <laughs> Judge, yeah. judgment, my judgment, I judgment. Yeah, you know? like we're not supposed to be doing that, right? Because it was judged and it manifested all this shit. We're supposed to accept it, like Jesus accepted the cross. I got gotcha. you. Like, and like we accept the sentence of death. You know, it's like just accept it. Damn. Like, surrender to it Fuck, because bro. it's the will of God. Fuck, man. That's some deep shit. Bible's deep, man. Like, <laughs> I don't make this shit up. Like, <laughs> it's um. No, I mean, no, you don't. It's years of research coming to these conclusions. <laughs> like literally, dude. Like fucking. I mean, like just like laying in bed with stacks of books for hours yeah. for years. Like, it's yeah. crazy. That's like. <laughs> 
that, I, I don't even know why I did it, dude. Like, you know, you know, it's funny. Like, and I don't mean this in a negative way at all, but that's yeah. like, I mean, this is, I feel this way with a lot of my friends actually. But that's our entire relationship is just talking about nerd shit, just nerding yeah. out about the Bible, you know? Yeah. No, and that's healthy though, because that's yeah. integration. We're we're integrating. We're, yeah. Like we don't have to be the same. I'm learning. You know, a lot. like I don't yeah. like I don't believe in talking to Satan necessarily. You know, like you talk to Satan, that's fine. Yeah. You know. Like, and, it doesn't bother me one bit. It's your ride. Right. And I th- like, <laughs> like, how's that working out? You know? Like, coming together and clashing heads, it's it's kind of, I mean, not even clashing, like, it's... Yeah, it's but just like, integrating well, through mean, differences. <laughs> no homo, but it's like Adam and Eve, right? Like, it's two people coming it, together. It, it is, no, like, and, like, I mean, like, the Bible is about that. Like, yeah. literally about that. Like... Yeah. You know, like, and it's heads, the ancient heads, like, still infecting the world. They were so powerful at infecting energy information that it's still going yeah. way after they're long gone. You and know? you know what? You're you're a big part of this, too, Alice, because, like, your participation in this, you, you know, taking your time to uh, listen to those rant about random nonsense, like, that's part of it also. Like, I don't know, that's that's... That's why we keep coming back here to the Mad Tea Party because I think not not to not it never like for me it's not any delusions of grandeur or self importance. But I think these type of conversations are important. Not specifically that the conversations I'm having are uniquely important, but just people coming together and having the it, philosophical any difference. Yeah. Like, the more different the better. See like it doesn't matter what is being discussed if like I have a totally opposite view than you which we, we have similar views yeah. but if we can integrate like being really different like say we had a like southern baptist sitting here you know that right. was like all about jesus which i i said the barbershop today and like the guy's like praise jesus i'm just like, <laughs> like uh, you know and i hate that to means say that a that different thing <laughs> yeah like, I'm like oh. but it does yeah but uh but no like the the more people can integrate through differences the better the information yeah. will come out of it so it's like you, you see like it'll shut down if we become rigid or we become chaotic no you can't think that and you can't be that that's rigid well, it would, so the conversation yeah. goes to shit or too chaotic I'm getting mad at you and now I've become stupid because it does make you stupid and uh, no good well, conversation but if they can yeah. integrate being extremely different those will be the best conversations. Well, Danny, if you had told that guy, if you had said... No, well, I had thought about um, Actually, no, praise yeah. doesn't belong to Jesus. It belongs to the Father. And that's actually kind of blasphemic to Jesus, what yeah. you're saying. No, like, no that I, don't, been, I don't believe That it. wouldn't have been very Christian, yeah. would it? No, none of it would be. To correct you know, on that. No, but, like, I was marveled at, you know, like, his whole experience of religion is built out of this identity. of You know, like, he'd just gotten out of church, you know. Yeah. Like, and he was just, like, I mean, I've, I've known those people that are just like, I love you, Jesus, all the time, you know? <laughs> and, like, yeah. like, I feel like Jesus is on my back all the time, you know? Yeah. Like, and not in a negative way. I mean, I got, it's just like, it, no. like his presence is always there. Not necessarily, right? like, negative judgment, but yeah. judgment. Like, it's a spirit. Like, what you do matters. It's a, Exactly, it's yeah. a spirit. And, like, you're either, like, producing it and helping it grow. Yeah. Or you're making it go away mm-hmm. which is the whole aspect of a curse that starts in Genesis and goes through the whole Bible it's you know God like a curse means to drive something out so when God drove a portion of himself out that's a type of curse hence mm-hmm. curse has a form of magic you know right. like and not necessarily always negative like but then uh, you know he creates chaos 
and then forms life in it and then like here comes the serpent you know like and and he seduces Eve and so they're like fuck God so they're cursing God driving his presence out of themselves you know and then God's like okay well you know if you're gonna do that then you're gonna go away from me and he kicks them out so it's this back forth back forth back forth the whole Bible is about this tandem of cursing and driving something in and out of each other it's a recurring like, theme yeah it is right now <laughs> like we're doing it <laughs> it's so crazy it that's like um well it's I don't know it's duality it's the yin and the yang right like cause yeah I mean that's what generates life man what I love about that symbol mm-hmm. like there's a bit of black within the white and mm-hmm. there's a bit of white within the black yeah. and it's like me, me and my friend are actually talking about he, he thinks after this phase mm-hmm. of reality mm-hmm. uh, Jordan he, he thinks after this phase of reality we don't experience we're not going to get peace but, but the next phase will be harsher because he thinks like basically this was created to achieve like it's like leveling up surviving through difficulty so like, to speak. like we're here Diversity. to understand what Jesus had learned mm-hmm. that like don't blame them. Mm-hmm. They don't understand. Mm-hmm. That nugget of wisdom yeah, they're was, unconscious. was the point of the whole thing. Yeah. So he, he thinks we're going to experience harsher... We're going to continue to experience harsher cruelty mm-hmm. to glean deeper nuggets of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that will find purer light in the deepest pits of darkness. Mm-hmm. I mean that's what's going on now. Yeah, I think yeah. If you if you take it literally, that, that's literally what's happening. Is the world continues to get darker, but we find Greater out light. more. Uh, humanity may head to some Star Trek shit yeah. to where we've organized the production of all things and we put our lives all in a symmetrical balance. I mean, like when I say our lives, I mean like uh, what is it? Uh, the way we produce like buildings and shit you know and the way we structure agriculture and shit we could have it all working together seamlessly to where nobody had to do anything but sit around and meditate and cultivate creativity and humanity could reach that point yeah you know all these people that say it's not possible have never experienced presence through meditation yeah but everybody that experienced presence through meditation well you don't even have to meditate you just have to like learn to be conscious all the time so like you know but everybody that experiences that like wakes up and they're like oh yes this could happen for humanity you know? I'm, I'm interested in expanding on what you just said so let's mm-hmm. let's take it there like it like politically how would we get to that place though like are, are you from the, when, when, when all when all these psychopaths finishes killing each other mm-hmm. you know from its ashes will rise a conscious society what what's that look That's, like though are you talking about the, the, I wonder no I, I often fantasize about it but I don't know do you think I guess when I'm, we're but, getting really off subject here yeah. but do you Nothing is off subject. <laughs> do you? Do you, I, I'm interested. Based on what you said, would that be a a world without capitalism? Yeah, or? absolutely. Okay. But uh, you know, I mean, let them hold on to their money. Like, just stop putting people to death without it. That that would be a milestone of a human achievement, okay. right there. You know? So that's the whole Bible's beef with money. So the mark of the beast is money. It, it, mark is a word for coin. So you're not you know, you're not even really saying that we're going to get to a point where there isn't capital and like a, a form of currency in exchange but uh, the venus project 
All Hail the Venus Project. A uh, bunch of super smart scientists like have been talking about this for like seven, you know, since the seventies, and uh, and they've got with like the greatest minds, and they've structured a whole another approach. With they they call it a resource based economy, and basically everyone that's alive has an equal share of the resources. Uh, they envision a world where animatronics do all of our work, you know, and and but like like the people that built these machines are talking about this shit you know what i mean like the people that are, like are pushing for this industrial age where robots are doing everything are also like trying to free society it'll probably work like gmos oh we'll solve hunger oh we solved it but capitalism is in the way you know but um yeah capitalism is not perfect by any means i just uh, but a, a resource-based economy yeah. where everybody has okay. a share of the resources, you know, and so they envision a supercomputer that real-time calculates how much resources yeah. on Earth, you know. That's so a, if you and me want to start a trucking business, you know, then we'd need, like, enough people to supply the gas together, totally. collaborate together to have the resources to do something bigger than just your life kind of thing, you know. It's, it's called a planned economy. It's not quite... Um, it's not even really communist. It, what it is, it's an allocation based on of an AI, a super mm -hmm. sophisticated AI. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> and they're imagining like, you know, drones and shit, like are bringing you your eggs in the morning. Like I look at, I, I like to take their scenario and then change it from robots to animals, you know, mm. to where we just work with animals and nature all the time. Like we could have like birds, water in our garden and shit, you know, oh, bringing shit. us food. We could be going up to the beach and blowing the conch shell and the little dolphin sled pulls up and I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, I mean, my grandfather well. trained Shamu the well. Like, he was trained. What train the fuck? Yeah, he was trained. Okay, we gotta talk about this now. <laughs> I never told you about this. Uh uh. Well, he tra he was trained in sea lines for the military to, to operate sea mines, turn them on and off, and take them to different locations. They sold that project to the Russians when the Cold War ended to help them clear up the Baltic Sea or whatever. Like, or the Black Sea. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. But uh, he had a colleague that was training pelicans to drop bombs on targets and what training the fuck? pelicans how to. S like, you can get animals to do anything because they want to work with humans because they have the nature of God that wants to come out and embody other things. And, like, I wanted to take that somewhere. Uh, yeah. So, neurobiologists developed a meditation type exercise to integrate your brain. You know, like com being compassionate and empathetic in involves all parts of your brain. Like your neural fires will go into like your whole brain when you're doing empathy plus compassion. You know, like neurons that fire together wire together, so it causes your brain to integrate and work together. And I think this is why people can't meditate uh, because their brains aren't integrated. So they're like, you know, they can't this be calm in the hub because they don't have a very well integrated brain. But so they developed an exercise and. So you, you listen for a minute, you pay attention, you're focusing your awareness on what you hear, then you see, then you smell, then you taste, then you feel, like feel your clothes, feel everything that's wow. touching anything. And then you uh, scan your body, you know, your, your bones and your skin slowly, you know, scan your whole body, like using, focusing, yeah. not being mm -hmm. distracted. And then, like you, like he'll use, you know, he he laughs. He's like, sorry for cultures that think, you know, genitals is awkward. But he's like, feel your genitals, you know. And then he'll take your consciousness into your, you know, your your lower intestines and fill your stomach and fill your esophagus and fill the air go into your windpipe and fill your lungs and fill your heart. Yeah. And then he'll take you. He switched it up. He he he'll add the the now take that point of awareness 
and turn it in on itself oh, shit. or retract it from itself you know so he's training you to be aware of how awareness extends out from a central hub yeah yeah and into other objects right. and i mean like this dude takes this dude, stuff so far but so, look yeah how far does he take but, it <laughs> He gets into spooky quantum theory and, okay. and, and spooky entanglement. Yeah, so we're... Th- yeah, yeah, like, I mean, he takes it all the way there. Okay. Macrocosm, microcosm states and the relationship between the two. Of, and yeah. he's actually saying... Oh, God, this shit is so deep. I don't want to spoil it. Man. <laughs> like, how deep this shit is. But no, nah, like, the hub of consciousness is the sea of potential, basically. The, like, it's connected to the vacuum in which all energy arises from, you okay. know? Like, that's what he's getting at. And uh, when you look at that sea of potential, it has, in the beginning, God is the sea of potential, you know? Like, that's your consciousness. And and he comes out from it, just like your awareness comes out from you and embodies something. Like, it embodies the earth. And so when your awareness focuses on something, it's generating life. So this, this manifestation... Yeah. Is an as above, so below. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all this shit. All of this shit comes out. Reenactment of, of how the universe was made, and that's what every creature on the planet is doing, because yeah. it is the essence of God doing what He did, doing what He did, doing what He did. He just keeps going in and out of all things, and I imagine the universe is like an infinite fractal of dimensions, yeah. because of this rabbinic science, basically. Yeah. Like, I mean, these Mad Hatter rabbis seem to be trying to express this concept so hard, like, for like 3,000 years of developing a literature of like, this really is like what God is doing. This is what life is. Like, I think Hunter S. Thompson said it best mm-hmm. reality is so much stranger than mm-hmm. anyone's imagination. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty far out. You know, Elohim did create the universe, and that is true. I can't, no, no one can debate that. That is true. Mm-hmm. And you know what else is true? I did meet the devil in the flesh, and mm-hmm. that is that is true. And we are all individuals, and that is true. Mm-hmm. Yet, all reality is mm-hmm. is God mm-hmm. meditating, looking out back at Himself. Mm-hmm. So all of that, mm-hmm. all of those statements that is made are true, paradoxically. Absolutely. Yep. And. uh the thing is, like, so the fruit of knowledge is experience. Duh, right? You know, so they had an experience that separated them from this presence of God. Yeah. You know, and her experience was, you know, all, all the food in my past that I have available to me now is not good enough. I am not good enough. Like, you know, oh, that would be better than what I have now. And I will be a God if I do what I want for myself. You know, that was the experience that isolated from the presence of God. And the reason why it did that is because God is the source of life, life giving itself, you know, just like everything that's good. Like, you know, nothing would exist without it. If the sea of potential remained in a state of rigidity and never manifested, then no one would exist. So the very generation of life is an act of love. You know, so to contradict that dimension of love and giving life abundantly, you know, isolates you from his presence, which is like pulling his soul out of you, which is the primordial sea of chaos before God said, let there be light and the sperm hit the egg. So you're becoming as dead as the sea without God's life in it, and thus you've paid allegiance 
to the primordial sea who is now your god and you're either worshiping and embodying the primordial sea of chaos or the sea of potential that generates life and that's all it is it's one or the other whole bible and indeed everything we talk about is just energy and everything that you've experienced and all these spirits and stuff you just talk about energy yeah i mean yeah dude yeah dude i that you you explain that so well and i hope you put that in your it's, yeah that's what i'm writing about okay. yeah no i mean yeah. that's that's what's going on the way you worded that is yeah. perfect because i've taken it all the way into blood magic and showing how the whole yeah. blood ritual that the ancients were doing think, is expressing this i think all of us understand what you're saying intuitively even children mm-hmm. like young children they understand that if you act out like you know i don't know like well, maybe it's, maybe maybe I shouldn't say everyone like not maybe not sociopaths, psychopaths, people with with yeah, specifically I, that deficiency. But like, I'm still thinking about all that. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I'm not them. So, yeah. but like it's it's like um, but no, when you do something bad, you you know it's bad, and mm-hmm. you don't really understand why. You just know. No, so, and it's like you're gonna find out why. Yeah, it's like you've decided you're gonna find out. Do you, it, now that's a it's a really good example child deviance you know I know I'm not supposed to break this in front of my mom but pow you know yeah like and I'm gonna see what she does I'm gonna find out what happens you know like they experience something that changes their reality right you know like uh, the Lisa Lisa Feldman Barrett is a leading researcher in the biology of emotions you know and uh, she's an amazing lady uh, she wrote some good books so I wish I could plug her title of her book but uh she'll show you a picture of a blob you know like and it's just a black and white image and you just can't tell what it is and she'll explain what your brain is doing while you're trying to look at it you know and how it's like millions of neurons are firing at once uh, trying to see what it was most like from your past because that's all it can do right so it's trying to guess what this is most like not what it is and and, but then she'll show you a, a color picture of it you know, it'd be a detailed photo, you know, and she'd be like, now I've given you knowledge, I've given you, you've experienced knowledge that is now in your head that changed your experience. You can never go back to the blob picture you and see the picture. You see the picture now. Yeah, and, and she chooses a snake, and she'll use examples when she's talking about apples, because she knows that this is what they <laughs> were clever. after, and she'll never say that she's religiously affiliated, like but not she's... even hint at it, but yet... She's she low-key dropping snakes she knows. and apples. Yeah, she's, she's yeah. dope as fuck, and I love her. Uh, and I'm going to put that in my book, too. That's fucking dope. So, but, why, so why does God hate snakes and apples? Uh, oh, I think that's probably more about man. And they, <laughs> what not, and like, they, like, there's no, like, it's not necessarily an apple at all. Like, right. Uh, right. Like, and then like some people try to say it was a tangerine, and other people try it, to say... like a, People say crazy shit about it. Like, it, it, it's not the point. Right. Like, it's, it's the, the point was the is garden. that she had an yeah. experience that's... Yeah. separated her from the nature of God and what happened she lived in another dimension she realized she was naked and the, the fruit death was cun- enters the fruit know? was cunnilingus yeah so <laughs> no but like to, to you know so basically thinking of yourself in the past and the future like and finding your identity in those things removes you from the present moment and the presence of God and that's what yeah. it's depicting it's a fucking parable god damn yeah. So <laughs> it's like so obviously a parable that it's ridiculous. Like yeah, yep. So if God, I feel the same way. It's frustrating how people don't see that. And, and then it's like so deep, yeah. like too. It's a crazy. If God separated himself 
if he was to see a potential mm-hmm. and then they had an experience somehow something happened and he separated himself or withdrew himself mm-hmm. and then there was chaos mm-hmm. then Eve basically pushing God out of her by committing that first sin mm-hmm. was a reenactment of uh, that exactly so then there's nothing wrong with sin well like that's where you're at in the game you know like I don't know like since my awakening like I've had a totally different outlook on my life like nothing's about sin or compulsion anymore you know what I mean like I can have like a glass of wine and I don't feel guilty you know what I mean like I'm not really that interested in it all the time but if I want to I can and it's just totally not about right and wrong anymore because I'm not under compulsion I'm freely moving through the world and enjoying like being present like through every moment you know and like that's part of like getting prepared for the hard moments and the difficult people you know what I mean like and and I'm gonna enjoy being present then too you know Mm -hmm. that's the idea like so it's all about maintaining presence and not about like sin necessarily like and and as far as like when she isolated her, herself from the spirit of God, she paid allegiance to the primordial seat. You know, so when people in groups are isolated from presence, then they produce chaotic results what, that are hostile to life. That like you can't live in it, you can't survive in it, which is why all these homes are broken and everybody's getting divorced and driving each other out from each other's presence, mm-hmm. and because they're all children of chaos yeah and uh, and dude like it's straight up like you know they're all outside the mumra temple with the fucking symbol <laughs> on their forehead bowing to this evil ass spirit like you could take it like that like that's an image of what is actually going on spiritually you know yeah like so in that sense i mean it's not necessarily sin like 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 the character God describes real anger with making life uninhabitable. It was like, you know, I don't want to be alone, so I created the whole universe so I could enjoy presence and diversity, and now these people are just like, fuck that, we want to go back to the abyss. You know, it's like, so, I mean, maybe there's something wrong with that, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't want to diss the creative spirit that manifested me, because he's yeah. cool as fuck, like, number one, you know? Well, and the destroyer just, just wants to go back to unconsciousness. Uh, you know? Why? Why is it so cool to side with evil and like why? Why is why, Rocky, yeah? Why does it make why is rock drop? and roll leather jackets <laughs> skulls? Because you know because yeah. it's in our nature. God wanted it in the first place. You nailed it. Like God loved the chaos. Like that's the whole thing. And yeah, I can totally yeah. relate to it. Like. You know, so he's a twisted guy. Like he's Ooh, real fucked He up. loves difference. If well, all he is is light and goodness and he love, loves contrast. Yeah, he has mm-hmm. to. You know, they, extreme he would, contrast. He would love something that would be different than it, him. He would have to. It, yeah, it's the whole paradigm. And but so he, it does. But the, the, everything, the the rabbis who wrote the whole Bible because the whole thing, all the New Testament, was a bunch of Jewish rabbis. Like mm-hmm. uh, they were under the firm notion that God intended to heal the chaotic form and put it in order like in that order and integration chaos would be this beautiful thing but he created the wound to begin with Mm -hmm. oh oh okay i see what you mean in order to heal it yeah yeah like this healing loving progression and development um, and like you know and it was to see him have you heard ultimately have you heard of um 
it's called Kintsu Kudoi. It's um, it's a Japanese art style where they break vases. Um, Neato. Like antique vases. I and that's the pile of broken vases then, yesterday. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. I didn't have my Synchronicity, fun. man. Yeah. Um, yeah, they smash vases and then they um, melt. They put all the pieces back together with gold. Nice. So they end up looking Crazy. better than they did originally. Yeah. And that's kind. Of, that's the idea. You break it and then. Yeah, that's actually a great example, man. Um, it's a nice twist on some negative verses. Uh, Paul says that. Uh, uh, the unconscious or natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed, you know, and it's like destroyed and then made into mm -hmm. something beautiful. It's like a nice spin. Well, that's that's the best. Um, uh, but it implies like that that whole verse is implying that the beautiful thing that they're making is the people that you know reject evil on their behalf, so to speak. You know, are persecuted by them and love life anyways. Like that is the beautiful thing they've yeah. become. The um, I can't I can't remember what I was gonna say just now, but there the other thing I wanted to bring up um, and this is as general in general I just wanted to talk to Alice about this, but have you seen Cruella? Not yet. Okay, uh, I'll save that for next time. Um, it, it is related to what we're talking about. Just uh, just to touch on it a little bit. No, I'll, you can spoil it. Man, I, that ain't no big deal. Well, it's not spoilers, but I, this is a wrap. This is a rabbit hole. I'm going to take you down next week too, Alice. We uh, so Cruella, Cruella Deville. I don't think you can be any more on the nose, right? Mm -hmm. I just yesterday saw Cruel City. This Karen mm -hmm. ranting about the subliminal, hidden, satanic imagery in Cruella. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? They could not... Like, okay, I guess minor spoilers. Her manor is called Hellman House, mm -hmm. and she she takes the man out of it mm -hmm. and makes it Hell House. And, like, her name is Cruel Devil. Yeah. How, how more on the nose... So, I don't know... I feel like we, we just went through this with Lil Nas, yeah. with, um, yeah. with Montero. It's like, yeah. oh, Lil Nas is using uh, satanic imagery. Has anyone noticed? It's like, are you fucking kidding me? What? Like, that's the only thing to notice about this. There's not... What, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> like, all of the entertainment is a bunch of people suffering their egos. Like, it's all satanic, if you yeah. ask me. Like, like, like I don't... Like you know what, you know some people are gonna feel a certain way about having satanic satanic imagery in children's art, and I understand that. And some people are gonna feel a different way about it. Some people are gonna care some aren't. Um, but to say that it, but to like it's so on the nose. Like these people aren't hiding it. They're not masking. That's like a fucking Disney. Don't watch Disney. You don't like like cultic pagan shit. Are we still <laughs> are we still in fucking two thousand six? This reminds me of when yeah. gorillas drop demon days. Like yeah. and it's like, did you know the gorillas are a bunch of Satan worshippers? And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Of course they are. Yeah. Look at look at everything they do. Yeah. It's like you're not paying attention if you thought anything else was happening here. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, ignorant caring Christians getting upset about like, like you were just feeding the bait, yeah. like Lil Nas, they did, like, Hook Line and Sinkered all of you with yeah. his really. The, Christians are getting easier 
to get. They're getting easier to piss off and there ain't get nothing under the in there. That's why they're lemmings. They just follow somebody, let somebody tell them what to believe. And if you tell them something that doesn't sound like something their preacher said, then you're scared of you and you threaten them. And it's like, dude, grow yeah. the fuck up. Think for yourself. Right. It's like when they're children and they're parents. It's like, stranger danger. Don't believe anything that doesn't come out of my mouth. Don't go running off with these people. Yeah. Like, this Karen is just going off. It's like, I cannot in good conscience recommend this Disney film. I'm so upset at Disney. It's like, bitch, did you see 101 Dalmatians? Like, her name was Cruel Devil there, too. Like, and she was trying to skin dogs. That one was like, way more fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, uh, like any of them. Like, they're doing all kind of magic and shit. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, they're well, that comes from the same place. It. I mean, like, the djinn, the deem, the de- yeah. the djinn was just a demon. Like, oh, that's the yeah. Arabian word for demon. So, Aladdin is yep. a story about a boy that sees a demon all the time that's doing him favors. And let me you know? tell you what, the djinn yeah. in uh, Arabian Nights is not dope. nearly as nice as Robin Williams. Yeah. No. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah. He's, like a, he's a demon. He's I a like djinn. It. They yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. <sighs> I love um I love the way Brothers Grim Tales and ancient stories get bastardized into <laughs> yeah. You know how it Cinderella ends? The stepmother gets her. Oh eyes yeah, no, the, out yeah, by they crows. were so yeah, they were like no, nah, the original versions of every one of those Disney stories is morbidly fucked up. Yeah. Like the people getting ripped to pieces and eaten alive and just fucked up. Blood magic shit yeah. out the wazoo. And Sleeping people are like Dis- yeah. Disney's into cults. Uh, it wasn't. I don't think it was a slipper in the like the original Cinderella, but there's a story that's like Cinderella, and it was an amulet. She had a blood magic amulet. Oh shit! Yeah, like I, I'd have to look it up. It's been a while. It since wasn't I, Sleeping Beauty, huh. was it? Or uh, yeah, nah. I, I guess I was thinking Beauty? Cinderella. But I, I was thinking it might have been Sleeping Beauty. It she might have had an amulet in that. I can't remember. Yeah, there's some, but yeah, like one of, one of those stories. You know, obviously, I'm not like yeah. huge. No, I hear you. Like, Sleeping Beauty was dope. It scared the shit out of me. Maleficent. Yeah, like, that shit was dope. Like, I watched it some... It's been a few years, but I watched it, you know, recently enough. And I was like, yeah, that shit's sick. (laughs) Yeah. What, um... What... What, uh... (laughs) Like, what works of fiction... Let's say, like, books or movies, like... Like, what what were your big impacts as a kid besides the Bible? (laughs) Not a reader. Not a reader. Mm-mm. Really? Mm-mm. I wouldn't have. No, nah, like I, really I learned to read like academic research and shit, and I, you know, I learned. I, you I were studied, just an academic. Reader. I studied like Arminianism and Calvinism pretty hardcore, so I've read a lot of like Puritan translations, and that stuff, God, that stuff will break your brain. But I've, I, I've solely used reading for religious and spiritual education. I should have guessed. You're so. <laughs> that sounds. Just yeah. couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like people That's be so like, read funny. this fiction or that fiction. And like I've tried. And I'm just like, like my brain is just like wasting my time. Does not come to you. <laughs> like not helping. No, I yeah. I mean, it kind of is wasting your time. Yeah, I got shit to do. I look like, well. I read a lot of fiction, but I justify it at, mm-hmm. in the way that it's like, oh, I'm doing research because I'm a writer, and it's like this is how stories are made, mm-hmm. and it's like, but I mean, no, I'm just, <laughs> it's entertainment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, it's just part of my journey yeah like <laughs> but uh I don't know I watched a ton of anime though uh, what anime uh all like wh- like which ones were your favorites oh god like I loved Wicked City I loved City. Ninja Scroll Ninja MD Scroll. Geist like MD Geist the opening MD Geist is like 
a thousand years after the end of Christianity. You know, oh, shit. Like, yeah, oh, like, and it's just like this dark world of war where people just kill each other. The whole film is oh, just shit. like this robotic, like weird spacecraft on Earth. So our like, trajectory just, then. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a fucked up cartoon. Fist of the North Star. Yeah. Demon City Shinjuku. You know, those were the first. Like all, like the whole Maycross universe. Even though I, I wasn't a Robotech fan really. I loved the movies and shit later, but Robotech, Robotech is cool. Yeah, I got yeah. looked at it later in life. But uh, what else? There's so, like there's so much good anime out there. Last Exile is one of my favorites. So okay, that's quality and tasteful, like and yeah. beautiful. Like I mean, it's like superb. Like and it's not fucked up at all compared to most. I mean, it's drama and it's epic, like life and death shit. You know, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story about two kids persevering through. A conflict, you know. I think I've yeah, it's, I've seen that one before. They're flying around in little space, mm -hmm. little airships. They're yeah. They were postal people, and they ended up becoming like this major thing in the war. You know. Did you grow up with Gundam at all? Uh, not. I wasn't too into Gundam, but uh, Gundam like hit me before the anime bug. I mean, arguably GI Joe, uh, Thundercats, Transformers, Voltron, all that shit was anime. I got like, seriously like yeah. uh, the American looking like G.I. Joe looked really American they had outsourced its cartoon right. production to studios in Japan yeah. mm -hmm. and they were just toy sales people but uh did you know the big eye thing comes from Disney like um anime style was based around American cartoons like real old American cartoons like 20s 30s so like when we're getting into like 50s you start to see like things Betty like Betty Boop yeah. yeah and then yeah in um, contrast in Japan mm -hmm. we start to see uh, like Astro Boy yeah mm -hmm. no cause yeah Japan shipped from their like traditional style of art you know which mm -hmm. was like a totally different thing and yeah. then they like turned into this comic book thing they were know? like we'll do Mickey Mouse Akira better. was the shit <laughs> Akira was one of those like, oh yeah amazing like yeah. cartoons one of those mind I used to buy the black and white mangas in color and Oh shit! That's a pretty dope. girl that like to do that. I too. never thought about that. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. cool. That would be really cool to do. Yeah, let's get to the whole ass coloring. I've book. got a bunch of manga. Yeah, that would, that sounds really uh, fun, right? But not. Uh, like uh, uh, yeah. I, I I went to Rax Roast Beef uh, and talking about kids doing bad shit that they're not supposed to do. You know, it was like the whole time we were there, it was talking about winning all these toys. You know, I don't even know how old I was. I was probably like. <laughs> like six or seven or something so I just sit there the whole time we're eating and just fill out like the, I just grabbed the pamphlet to enter the contest you know and I just <laughs> just filled it out till it was time to go and stuffed them all in the box and I won <laughs> yeah. but uh but yeah but it had a Gundam model kit in there nice. you know like an, from the 80s like I wish I had it like, that's dope as hell yeah and that was the first model I ever tried to make I kind of fucked it up but uh but yeah, that was my first exposure to Gundam. Yeah. Gundam was one of those. It's like, um, man, like it's I watched, dope. I watched Gundam <laughs> as dope. a like yeah. a little bit as a kid, yeah. and then when I was adult, I went, I'm like, damn, Gundam goes so fucking hard. Yeah, like Gundam. I was surprised when I finally gave it a chance. I yeah, like, <laughs> I I realized, um, like Gundam paved the path for a lot of my favorite anime, like Code Geass. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Death Note, things like that. The, the, the whole idea of, like, cat and mouse um, war game mm -hmm. tile, style shit. 
like with real consequences and like drama and like characters actually fucking die not shown in anime like your, your bleaches and your naruto's and your your mm-hmm. one piece but like that like sh- shit happens mm-hmm. and like it's real shit mm-hmm. that started with there was Gundam. a blue something and, and that it was, was that other good, one where they're um, fighting insects a newer one no it was like like 2000 mm-hmm. era i guess I can't remember the name of it. Oh, well. um, what was I going to ask you? Did you like? Did you check out Gantz? Oh the, yeah, the cartoon. That yeah. shit was super dope. And it yeah. was like, cause it was fucked. Oh, up. Oh, Gantz is so yeah. yes. Fucked up. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. good. Like that shit is amazing. I wish know? the anime went further. I know, like the manga. Yeah. Was no. Wild. I I never. Um, I don't think Kentaro Miura finished Berserk. I'm sad. No, he died. Like he knew it was coming. He he was talking about it last year. He's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish it. Like, I mean, Berserk... I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, Berserk is um, near near and dear to me and near and dear to a lot of people. Yeah, that's personal. Yeah. Like, it's not, like if I ever got a tattoo, like, that's, like, up there. It's been up there on the list, like, for a long time. Like, I want to get there, the logo. There probably hasn't been a, a manga artist as talented. Um, he got a psychology degree just to write the damn cartoon. Yeah. You know, like, that guy was crazy. It's not my personal favorite, but the, the craftsmanship that goes into Berserk. Mm-hmm. It's why all the animes never live up, and they, mm-hmm. they, I mean, some of them are okay, but they never can live up to the beauty of it, because each panel is such mm-hmm. a work of art. It's like, it's like each one is a painting. Yeah. Every page is a painting. Yeah. Yeah, there's a psychological intensity to it. Yeah. Like, good anime has this, like, yep. pushing you past your threshold for experience. It's weird, because, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like anime is kind of willing to explore certain topics that you don't find in Western entertainment. And also vice versa. Like, Western, Western entertainment explores topics that, like, Japan isn't as comfortable with you know like both are very sexual but they approach sex in a very different way and they have different ideas and pornography is still illegal over there yeah and and you know what they're all a bunch of horny motherfuckers (laughs) yeah (laughs) not all Japanese people wow yeah no they're (laughs) yeah their culture is known for its perversions and I mean they got well, that's what like happens when you tell like, people uh, they can't your watch Like, Rock porn. Saki Doji. Like, don't look it up if you don't know what it is. Look it up, Alice. No. <laughs> 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 like, I, I want to say, like, Link in the things that I'm not going to say. Like, I can't. I'll pull it up. I can't, I can't unite my two egos. I'll have hentai mm-hmm. playing as yeah. you're saying this. Yeah. No, that's yeah. some bad, bad shit, though, yeah. <laughs> but, no, nah, they're, they're crazy, though, is my point. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, it's, it, the English translation of that was uh, "Legend of the Overfiend," mm. Mm. which is Sounds. like e- evil lord overfiend. You know, oh. over his lord. Yeah. Oh, okay. The overfiend. Gotcha. Legend of Lord Evil. <laughs> yeah. Like a step above an imp, the over imp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. You know, most people would look at it and be like, it's garbage, you know, like straight trash for your mind. And they're probably right. <laughs> it, it's fucked up. I'm just but it's yeah. not for your mind. 
Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a lot of really not good anime too. Yeah. There's yeah, a there's lot a of fucking of horrible anime. Crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, dude. I love Chovitz. Chovitz. Yeah, I love Chovitz. I love Clamp though. <laughs> Clamp. Yeah. They did so much. Um, I'm thinking of Key. They did Clanted and Angel Beats and X. X is a pretty famous soul town. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you should watch X. That's that's beautiful. X. It's a, it's a, just X. Tem- temporal magicians. Yeah. Okay. Temporal magicians that s- protect sacred space from demonic okay. energy. I'm sold. Yeah, like nah, it's that sounds dope. It's, as hell. it's high class, high class anime. Is this an older one? Yeah. Okay. Nineties. Okay. Yeah, they did X. They did Magic Knight, Ray Earth. Uh, they did. Uh, God, they've done so much stuff, and I'm like, that's all I can think of. I guess this is the uh, anime podcast now, but have you seen Madoka? Madoka Magica? I haven't watched it. Man, it's it's um, mm-hmm. magical girls. Like they find there's this little like fuzzy creature, mm-hmm. and it grants these young girls like magical powers, mm-hmm. kind of like Nanaha. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's like it's like a nod at that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. it's really dark adult theme like mm-hmm. uh <laughs> like they're fighting like mind flayer demons and shit like mm-hmm. and dying like mm-hmm. actual de- like really dying these little girls are like going in so like mm-hmm. it's really cool because it's it's like a it starts out like da 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 yeah and by like episode two walk you're into like, the oh, death God. trap yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah like yeah those are the best ones yeah like yeah <laughs> yep. I've heard some, um, I, I was never really a big Attack on Titan fan, and mm-hmm. <laughs> someone just spoiled for me how it ended, mm-hmm. it's, it, oh, no, nah, it was great, you didn't like Attack on Titan? I loved it, um, loved it, I loved how it ended too, but it's, it, they, they're gonna do another season, I think, I gotcha, I've heard I don't how, think it was the end, like, well, I heard how the manga ended, oh, don't tell me that, I won't, I won't, no, I just got to where they finally figured out like the reality of their situation okay. and they got to the others what was beyond the wall. You know? Oh gotcha. Yeah, I'm not I, I never really I I don't, maybe I never gave it a fair chance. I don't I love know. It. I don't know what my problem it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's a that's a great one though. That I was trying to think of it like cuz it was like everyone dying. I'm like there's some good animes where everyone dies. That's one of them. I'm trying to think like killing everybody. What was it one. about it? I didn't I, Oh, it was too slow. That's what mm-hmm. I didn't like about it. Because oh, yeah, no, it takes that, uh, the pacing. Naruto type, like where it's just like they'll really draw out some conversations, you know? Like, it doesn't need to be that like, long. I saw what they were getting at, you know? Like, that, like Concept? they were sort of important dialogues yeah. and they just really wanted to take it to a place. Yeah, but yeah, no, I didn't like that about it either. I feel like it was and, season one, Aaron mm-hmm. carrying a boulder for three episodes. Yeah, like... I could have lived without that. Yeah. <laughs> um... Not I'm not uh, I'm being really I'm 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 really critical about yeah. like art in general yeah but like uh, yeah I could have lived without not, the like 15 bad. minutes of them talking on a table I don't you know? yeah I because don't because they did it. that shit like through the whole thing and you know what it, it, even during all that it's still you can it's still bearable because it's so goddamn gorgeous yeah. like the outlines like it's a really pretty show and then when it finally got going it was like so amazing as far as like when it would rev back up it would just be like like craziness you know? 
Yeah, like, I don't really feel like we're off topic too much because, like, we're talking about <laughs> uh, narratives being developed and we're yeah. talking about, like, you know, like, ma people with magic powers, you know, like, and all of that shit, like, comes out of this <laughs> philosophy that the rabbis were trying to express. So it's really not that far. You know, and bringing up something filthy like your Rocksaki Doji, you know, that's, like, the essence of chaos without yeah. any kind of love of life and just let's defile everything, you know. So, like, we're still, like, in that world. That's what I, I was like. You can't go off topic anymore. Yeah. Like you can't. Well, it's all connected. Yeah, it is. It, it all kind it of. It really is. Out. Like in their whole system of like occult magic, like it really does come out of transmutation of soul substance yeah. that started in Genesis one chapter one. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm not saying that's where all this shit originated from. I'm saying the people lived in an ancient world where they believed that yeah. soul substance was transferable. You know, like yeah. they believed that shit. In the Bible, is proof that they believed it. You know, and like there's houses with dead bodies under the threshold that they found in Alaska in 1917. That is proof that they still believed it, fucking, and they still do. Yeah. There's people drinking lion's blood in Africa because they believe in transmutable soul substance. They believe in magic. They believe you can, like, take soul substance out from yourself and create something else with it, which is like you can. fireball. You know, like it. Well, I, I, you know, I. I don't know, like, you know, like, if, if this, if the Holy Spirit is all about presence with an intention of life, you know, like, then, like, what if, like, you get so far away from your ego and this false identity of yourself and you only live in that presence? What if that's, like, why Jesus was walking on water and healing the dead and shit? And, like, there's a lot of people talking about this shit, not just me. Like, and I, I, like, wonder, because I'll get really deep in some meditation and I've been having all kind of weird experiences and I'm just like how far can this go because I'm like still like doing this American lifestyle having to work 80 hours a week and shit and like you know and like I'm not like you know like sitting on a cliff somewhere all day you know right. what I mean like right. like that's like how far can this if you go had, you know I don't know if you had unlimited time and resources how far and how it's, limitless it's would so be? funny unlimited yeah. time like I've been listening to a lot of people talk about time lately like it's like a, this really funny thing like I don't know how to like try to say I mean say it, but times time is just as it's an illusion beyond us there's well, only yes. now uh, uh, the scientific way of describing the passage of time is the uh, what is it the uh, oh, I can't forget this it's something it's, it's basically like the the process of change but mm -hmm. there's a, a phrase I got it right here, so I'm gonna look. Without it up. change, the time would stop. Well, we couldn't. We, we couldn't observe. Well, we time. Would, yeah, we wouldn't conceptualize time without change. Without change, yeah. Because that's the only reason, like the sun moving is. So it's uh, not the that it they, they call it the directionality of change. The directionality of yeah, yeah, the yeah. directionality of change. Yeah. That's really well put. Yeah, like uh, so if like presence and consciousness is like before anything's emanated you know then a part of your head like is in that eternal state you know so it's like tuning out of the macro state and like going inward into the consciousness of conscious you know awareness <laughs> going backwards like yeah like it, yeah time does travel funny like in all kinds like like they, they like you know there's like scientists that have been studying people meditating like the the Dalai Lama has a group of people uh, that like that have been studying meditation for like 
since the 70s or something you know what I mean and there's all kinds of like other people that have been studying it and like 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 thousands and thousands and thousands of people when they meditate like experience a timeless type of aspect you know what I mean like there's a reason for that you know yeah. like and, and time will pass it all kinds of weird shit will happen when you meditate but um yeah I not even through that kind of meditation but like I think anyone who has worked with rituals in through psychedelics mm -hmm. like can understand that too where it's like when you when you take psychedelics with another person like say mushrooms or LSD and you're in a room with this person like mm -hmm. that room becomes a time machine and mm -hmm. time dilutes severely oh yeah now mm -hmm. if there's a sober person in the room mm -hmm. you will you will see how time mm -hmm. is not lining up with them mm -hmm. correctly mm -hmm. but if you're both dose at the same time and you're alone in that room together you mm -hmm. are in a pocket of time outside of outside uh, of normal like I got really present after work one day you know, I just like really like just tuned into the present moment and like was like not thinking words at all, just like in this like really like aware state, you know, and it felt like I was on acid. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like walking around talking to strangers and yeah. bums and shit, you know what I mean? And I'm like, man, I feel like I'm on acid, you know? My, my friend, but I was just yeah. being present. My friend Bob has never done psychedelics and he. It's not for everybody. He's, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> and he. He is a really avid, like astral projector. He nice. he gets out of his body really easily just because yeah. he's been practicing for like that, 25, 30 years. That point in your awareness back in on itself, like then you start to realize that that thing is like doing this, you know, like mm. and it like I think it can expand all the way to the ends of the cosmos, you know, or shrink down to the right. smallest point, you know. In but everything and nothing, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah, singularity almost mm. like like almost like the big bang coming out of a single point mm -hmm. the rigidity of the sea of potential like breaking forth life out of it mm -hmm. into space to embody form it's almost like the rabbis were describing a big bang it's also like a crowning child right like, like breaking through the chaos to produce life absolutely without a doubt i love i love how we can like no they described the earth coming out of the water like that as as above so below is one I think one of the most like universal principles because if you can imagine something on one scale then you can you can understand it on a larger scale mm -hmm. like um yeah I mean that's that's what a lot of the Bible and these religious mm -hmm. texts are proposing is instead mm -hmm. of just saying it verbatim. They're explaining a, a concept to you so that you can see it in a small scale and apply it to a larger scale. Or see it on a larger scale and apply it to yourself on a smaller scale. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's funny that, you know, quantum physics uses macrostate and microstate. You know, like uh, they call it a, macro, a microcosm in theology. You know, how the universe is a picture of the temple, which is a picture of. Jesus hmm. spirit infecting the church which is a picture of you and your relationship with the spirit you know those are all like a macrocosm interesting within it like contained within themselves I think I, I asked you this the other day um, do you know who Jordan Peterson is? No. I think you said you were unfamiliar which is funny to me because like 
I think you'd be you you'd really like him. Mm-hmm. He um, but he talks about. He's like it, if you're in the wild, mm-hmm. you're insecure because, you know, like he was he was conceptualizing snakes and how humans perceive snakes, mm-hmm. and he's like you know a snake. <laughs> you start building walls to keep snakes and. He used snakes as an example, but he's talking about the dangers. Yeah. There any any reason you would build walls, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, but then once you built your walls, you're really not quite there yet because there's snakes in the hearts of men too, and the people within your walls are also dangerous. And he's like, well, and even if you isolate yourself all the way and you get rid of all those snake people, there's a snake in your heart too that's acting against your own intentions Mm -hmm. your own will and until you get rid of those snakes then I mean you might as well be in the wilderness with all the snakes yeah and it's true it's it's a good way of putting it it's a cool analogy it's kind of like the the raptor in your own eye Mm -hmm. not being concerned about the the straw in the others yeah yeah once you realize like you're not the snake you know like stop identifying with it then you can see how to connect to that same part of people you know because like, yeah. they're identified with the snake you know what I mean but you can see the other side of it like you can yeah. see their mind free from it because you freed yourself from it you know so there's no more need for a, a wall sort of where I was trying to go my, my personal journey is like you know coming out of being a witness and you know being angry and just angry at religion angry at god like and then it now in my like you know, mid-20s coming full circle and like seeing all of the sense that the things my mom had taught me and the things i learned at church seeing all of the truth in it mm-hmm. seeing all of the parts that were true and not just not just focusing on the parts that weren't true, but yeah. seeing the nuggets of wisdom that mm-hmm. I actually did retain. Yeah. Now, like, that's how you should yeah. live your whole life. Yeah. Uh, like, put your attention towards the good. Right. Move a, your attention away from yeah. the bad. And not in the sense of ignoring it, just in the sense of cultivating good, mm-hmm. uplifting, positive. You know? I think I've, I've focused too much in my life on the on the um, the self-satisfying and the the pride and the bad and the, the crooked and the chaos and you're still young yeah I, th- I think I'm tired though you know I think I'm ready for it has change. to wear you out like most people have to reach a dead end of severe suffering before they'll give it up yeah I think I'm, I'm ready to jump ship off of that or at least ease my way back towards yeah. the gray yeah. and less black I'm not yeah. trying to go full white mage or anything. No, nah, like, when I woke up, like, when I had my little experience or whatever not too long ago, you know, like, I, I like I hit that point, like, right in the first couple of days, I was like, do I want to be a saint? <laughs> you know, like, do I want to be totally ascetic? Because I could. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, and I really, like, contemplated it, you know? Like. Do it. <laughs> nah, you know, I was like, I'll, I'll be like, you know. One foot on the sea, one foot on the land. Hell yeah. You know? I mean, that's that's how I feel. Like, like Jesus. I, like, yeah, because, like, yeah, anybody that missed that, like, that's how Jesus is described in Revelations. 
I, I saw what you did there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't want people to see it. No, yeah, I mean, that's like, I have a lot of respect for Jesus, and the only reason I wouldn't call myself a Christian is pragmatism. Just being honest, mm-hmm. I'm not living that life. I wouldn't mm-hmm. profess to be a Christian because I'm not living up to that standard in my own mind. Yeah. I'm not even attempting to. And that's what it is, right? It's the attempt. It's it's what yeah. you what you said. The virtues you listed. Um, a, I'm not living... A ton of people like, yeah. like that have known me or met me like wouldn't think I was a Christian like and have told me, oh, you're not a Christian. You know? like, oh, well, fuck like, them. They're yeah, not yeah. Christian. I've had to suffer that. Mm-hmm. I had a preacher tell me that the other day. And he like totally didn't mean to you know like we were having a real conversation like this and I, I took him as far as like I, I wanted to see how far I could really take him yeah. you know and uh, and and he started asking personal questions after a minute you know and so I was just being open with him about my life and he was like it sounds like you were never a Christian and I, 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 I saw him like realize like that he just said that to me you know like mm. I just like I mean I just like that's did, not a very did a Jesus dodge left no nah, he was like Fucking, you know. Yeah, he no, himself. I loved it though. Like, yeah. you know, like, because he got to see himself. That's like, because I had already told him uh, that, you know, does a child need to know the English word love to know love? He's like, no. I was like, like God doesn't need your proper nouns. That's right. Like, he doesn't need whatever names you're putting on it, whatever labels. It. Your business. It, that's what we need, right? We need the stories. We need the names. Well, we don't need them, but it's a lot easier. It's we want the stories. We the are teaching our kids to live in a time-based mind and to identify with themselves as isolated from everybody else. You're an individual. Like yeah. we're training them to not know God the whole fucking time. I guess so. So we're all in this world that's already completely at enmity with being present now. You know. Do you like, think it's it's that way by design? Like the whole world lies in the now. Power? Yeah. I mean, like if you look at the force of chaos as like an actual spiritual power I mean if God is a spiritual power then the force of chaos has to be true too or let's burn our Bible okay. none of it's true so which is so we, funny we that I think it's all it. parabolistic but I think that it has a conscious agenda it's technically unconscious but to destroy it wants to return to lifelessness I got you you know which is a rejection of God's advance and that romance. would so that would be counterpowerable I want. I really want to say this. Yeah, go ahead. Man. I really want to say this, man, because it's fucked up. But so, when Jesus is the embodiment of God, the sea of potential from what all energy arises, which is why He's raising the dead and causing the blind to see. You know, He's like, "Yeah, God in the body. Hey, check it out." And uh, you know, so the forces of chaos surrounded Him in Jerusalem and pierced His body. God, the life, pierced chaos. Now, chaos is piercing God. So it's a type of sexual union, and he took their death into his body. Like, Mm. and so it's this profound reversal, (laughs) re-transformation of the same thing. Oh, wow. And so it's a type of sexual union in the sense of two separate dimensions uniting, two, you know, sexual unions, two internal subjective experiences becoming one. God came into the flesh, and God was killed. But he was also making love to chaos. Yeah. Like, and that's a really fucked up way to put it, but this is like the integrity of scripture. Like they're conveying this right this expression. Like Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's an understatement. 
there's just, and like it's funny because like there's so much to this stuff like and everything that's happening there is everything that's happening with like ritual sacrifice and blood magic and it's everything that's happening with the creation it's everything that's being expressed in the temple it's everything that's being expressed through the Israelites and their encounter with the nations and you know that, that force that pursues what we're experiencing now. that pursues wickedness and death um, do you think it's like its power is parallel to that of life and like like it, it's it's equivocally powerful it would have to be right like yeah uh, there's I, I got, I've read some some really good like scholar theologians like you know professionals from like Harvard and shit and they talk about that because uh, like it's if it wasn't a formidable foe then what is God you right. know like you know he yeah. made a puppy you know as his villain you know it's like no it's the fucking primordial sea and the great leviathan you know and it rules yeah. the earth and it controls all the people and god's got his little soldiers of light like shining light in the darkness you mm. know? like thwarting the beast somehow spiritually so that it is, always yeah. that was always funny to me growing up it was like <laughs> you know satan was this angel created by god in heaven and he somehow just has the power to rival, like, to rival God. Like, there, that always didn't, that didn't sit well with me because it, it just didn't make sense. It's like, well, oh. God would, I would obviously be more powerful in that instance. So, like, how could, how could Satan be as influential as he was or as he is without being equivalently powerful to whatever, mm -hmm. you know? There's this whole aspect of it. Um, so primordial sea covered in darkness let there be light light puts a boundary on chaos you know like God before he broke free and generated life he was like bounded and limited so it's not infinite God thus like from the moment he conceived himself this process started you know is sort of the train of logic that the rabbis yeah. have but so he puts a a limit on darkness here's light you know and okay. then he, he, he creates heaven above it to push it down. He brings land up from below it to push it out. Like that's him putting chaos in order and subduing Giving it parameters. Yeah. It's subduing <clears throat> chaos. And basically he takes the whole sea of chaos and puts it in that bowl in front of the temple. And the priests wash in the waters of chaos, which is profound. Like wow. that that was what cleansed them. But that's the that represents the primordial sea. Like a lot of people may not like that, but like that's that's what it represented. And so God's like, I put reins on the Leviathan. It's under my control now. You know, I came and subdued it, and uh, and then it, they'll depict God as the storm god, like I was talking about earlier. And he's raining hell out. The name for that hell is the the Mayim, and that was the name of the abyss of the primordial sea. You know, so he's using the sea of chaos has a weapon to defeat his foes like which is funny because they're the ones in allegiance to chaos which your own chaotic behavior destroys your life and so it's this extremely grand metaphor to talk about what we're doing to yeah. ourselves and loving suffering and death and perpetuating our own suffering and feeding off the sufferings of others yeah man yeah it's crazy right yeah like I feel like a madman but it's like it also makes no, perfect dude, sense you have like, a you 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 
your presentation of scripture is the best I've heard. It's fun. And I don't just say that because you're sitting here with me. <laughs> like, yeah. you you have a really profound um, look at it. And, Thank like, you. it's really insightful. Cause it, get, the universe not, did this to me, man. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I, like did it. I know I know you fairly well. Like we're we're good friends and you this this doesn't come from nowhere. You do all you do is research. <laughs> like you yeah. <laughs> it uh, it yeah. like it dude and it's spiritual as fuck, dude, at mm-hmm. this point. Like, you know, a lot of it has been just like like, you know, hammering through books, but it's transformed into this like this really crazy thing, man. Yeah. And it's like you just like once you w- wake up to presence and that you're not the energy in your body necessarily. You're the awareness witnessing the energy. Mm-hmm. Like then you, you, and then you understand how you feed energy, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like you stop holding energy in your body. So you start this transformation where you're cleaning out all this negative energy you've been holding on to, you know. Like and you can't hold on to none of it. It's all supposed to just pass through you, you know. Like and, right. you, and it enters into you and comes out of you, you know. Just like the wheels and making the form of the man like that's what we're doing it's really hard to let go of energy though it that's that's a hard thing to do like it takes maybe come when you tune into it like it becomes like this really pleasurable thing Mm -hmm. like i mean like like i walked around for like three weeks straight with this huge stupid grin on my face and it was just because i was being present and i mean like i was really suffering you know what i mean like i didn't want to live i wanted to die you know, like my family was destroyed, you know, by a bunch of evil, evil shit. And I had a lot of really evil shit go down and all of that's great. And I don't identify with that no more, man. I like realized that it wasn't me, you know, mm-hmm. like the only moment that ever was, was right now. And it's a wonderful place to be, you know, and it, like experiencing all of this life without judgment is this like amazing way to live. Yeah, and it's this wild ride, and it like I'm just like wondering where the hell like it's no, gonna go. I mean, know? I envy it because yeah. I I like um you have everything uh, it takes over the course right of, now. Yeah, we all <laughs> you know? do. We all do. The like read Eckhart Tolle. He's dope. What was dope, that dope. book again? Uh, the Power of Now. The Power of Now. Yeah, yeah, he's super dope, and it I thought it was gonna be gay self help bullshit, and uh, it's one of the most profound things I've ever read. And then like he was talking about a time based mind, and like. Uh, you know, and that preacher that told me that I wasn't a Christian, the thing I decided to start with was the whole cult of Moses and how they symbolized the celestial sphere and the way that they camped in the wilderness and walked around the wilderness, you know. And then this girl I had just been talking to on Facebook or something, she's like, Oh, I stalked your Facebook. I watched one of your presentations. I thought I deleted all them things. You know what I mean? She's like, I watched one of your presentations because I was telling her what I was telling her about. She's like, I heard you teach all of that in one of your <laughs> lectures. You know, I'm like, lecture? I'm like, like, uh, like <laughs> yeah. I'm like, lecture? That was just me being a nerd in my kitchen pissing off my ex-wife. But, uh, <laughs> but not nah, like, so I go and watch it and the whole thing is about how the cult of Moses and the fucking cherubim sim- and was the curse of God and how it symbolized the passage of time. And then it was like, holy shit, all these meditation guys are talking about exiting a time-based reality to inner presence. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah. it's exactly, they're saying the same exact thing. And then like, I just bought this awareness book and this neurobiologist is saying the same thing and he's like backing it up with physics and quantum physics and neurobiology and psychology. And it's like, and like the patterns that they come up with to express mental health 
like are the same patterns that the Torah is put in the fucking original part of the Bible, you know, and it's just like, like so, God, what are you doing, you know? Like, it's so just nuts. <laughs> to to start, kind of wrapping it up. Let me ask you another question. Like we we were talking about, you you made a point earlier about how what we teach our children is very individual and. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very little altruism. It's very self-centric. It's very dual. Yeah. And I guess, like, I mean, it, it was it was prophesied. Actually, a lot of this is in scripture. Mm-hmm. But why why does I guess I guess to manifest himself, right? But like, why why are we like this in a why why do we keep getting dumber in a lot of ways? Uh, well, that's just people being unconscious and living unconscious lives. I like, guess... uh, no, no, like, uh, the neurobiologist, Daniel Seagal, like, he's like, as far as, like, neuro, neural integration being a state of health, he's like, the, the worst thing that you can do with your mind is to think on autopilot, to think unconsciously, to not be paying attention to what's happening around you. He's like, that's actually like the worst thing you do because neurons that fire together wire together so if you're being unconscious then you're causing your brain to develop you know like this instead of like this you know so it actually makes you dumber yeah. like it's a, like a, a true reason why it makes you dumber right like and then a neurally integrated brain that is like fully present in awareness they've proven that it makes you live longer so the story of Adam and Eve, the people that were directly in the presence of God, they were living for thousands of years. If they would have never left his presence, they wouldn't have died. So there's actually, like, scientific proof that this shit is what they were talking about. Like, as fucked up as it sounds, like, that's what they're getting at. Like, so the answer is like, self, self, like, and self-centeredness is... Really, is the experience yeah. that separates you from the presence of God, and that's why, that's why we keep that. That's why we can't understand mm-hmm. these profound truths that mm-hmm. the rabbis wrote down because because nobody's integrating their brain. No one's actually with all reality and all right. knowledge. Like if you keep integrating knowledge, it'll lead you to this. And the nature of God embodying something else and then doing the same thing he did to embody it you know coming out of them and embodying other people it's like saying god's a grandmaster wizard and he wants to become a grandmaster wizard through you that's my new catchphrase there yeah but uh like but that's why you got like the the toltecs and like uh in mexican and american culture you know they're saying something almost exactly like what the torah is saying you know they didn't have the torah it's because God really is trying to communicate with everybody. And that's why you have all of these pagan cults that mm-hmm. resemble the truth. And people thought it was evil. Like, you know what I mean? It's only evil when you're using it to hurt people. If you're building true right. love. And to them. And, uh, like, you know, a non-dual uh, perception of life. Like, then you're the champion for right. the same thing. You and, know? yeah. And, and that's uh, why... And it's two sides of the same coin, right? If you look at it from their side, no, the Israelites are the ones with the bastardized version of our God. They're they're looking at it the same way. You know, like, 
For sure. Like, I mean, you can make the argument. They're like, yeah, we already have that over here. Yeah. Like, uh, you're copying our shit. You know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's half a dozen or the other. It, it's like you were saying, like, the, 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 the quality that... God wants this shit yeah. to be known. Like, you can communicate with me through presence. And so that's what is in the core of all of these different religions that's why I, I, I really don't have much any beef at all with Hinduism or Buddhism I love Tibetan mysticism those people are amazing well, Shiva takes like, the form uh, depending on who's looking at it so like yeah to, if you look away wicked. from life and presence to destruction and chaos then you embody it like what you look at is what you embody where right. your awareness goes is what it gives life to like Shiva can be that meek, mild, blue boy, or he can be Narasimha, mm -hmm. the man-eating lion that Adolf. rips, rips the demons out of man through the intestines. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. Like like depending yeah. on who you are. Yeah. God but, has a different face. But that thing I was talking about about feeding energies, you know, yeah. a spiritual master really can come and pull those energies out of your body, like you know, like. Mm -hmm what Jesus was doing casting out devils that's it's describing this thing man and it's like I'm endeavoring to start at the beginning to the end of the Bible in a very structured and focused way to teach people how with presence you can start to properly cultivate energy in your body and stop feeding negative energy yeah. and start living uh, it like presence is almost neutral you know mm -hmm. like so I, I don't like saying positive it's like but once you start learning to cultivate your internal state, like everything that they're doing makes perfect fucking sense. Yeah. Uh, like the de like uh, Legion, you know, story of Legion. You know, Jesus is like, what is your name? You know, he's not like, I'm Paul. He's like, I'm Legion. I've, I, I've created this identity for myself. I'm fully identified with this thing, you know, and it's making me miserable and suffering and I'm cutting myself and fucking screaming all night and scaring people and breaking chains, you know. And, uh, Jesus cast out this false identity of self and I'm isolated from oh, everything. I'm not connected to all things and I am a isolated chaotic state. He puts that into the pigs and they commit suicide, which is what anybody who's possessed with suffering ends up wanting to do. They want to kill themselves, you know? Like Damn. they jump into what? Where did the pigs go? Into the abyss, yeah, the right sea. Into they the, ride the cliff into the, sea, into the sea. Where that's where we're headed when we worship destruction and we reject the presence of God by resisting what is right now. Like the whole Bible's teaching this shit, Fuck, man. front to the back. Now, and it's getting worse and worse the deeper I go, man. Like I've tapped into the Hebrew vocabulary for consciousness and awareness. And like it is a vocabulary they talk about it all the time. Like I don't know, man. It's just like I'm like. I don't know, man. I'm gonna write this book and Hell yeah, you I'm are. gonna change the world. Yeah, Danny, I, I really think <laughs> you are, man. Like, what 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 you're teaching is useful for a lot of people, and I, it healed me, man. Yeah. Like I like, dude, there was nowhere for me to go in life, like you know, mm -hmm. like no, I, I the nature of what happened to me. I know? saw it in real like, time, like as your yeah. friends saw. That's what, like, what I was saying earlier. Like, I actually envy it, like, because I, I saw where you were compared to where you are now. It's nice. And it's it's a really drastic. I felt like I yeah. learned magic. You did. You like, did. Yeah, I'm like, dude, this is straight up like magic. Like, as a chaos magician, yeah. that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> like, and 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 it's like, dude, like the people that wrote the Bible were trying to give it to you. Mm -hmm. You know, 
And like when I start explaining all this shit, like, you know, it's got so much authority and weight and gravity and continuity that it's like nobody's gonna be able to really like I'm a thorough scholar. I'm gonna have to not write it scholastically. Yeah. You know, like because I wanna help people and show them this pattern of this thing that they can do right. themselves, you know. Fuck do it by the book. Do it in a yeah, way that'll help people. Nah, and if yeah. it is successful, it'll open the door for me to just do research for the rest of my life and I'll yeah. write tons of books and scholastic as I want them to be. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> I, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited yeah. to to see your book once it's finished. Yeah. Um, Alice, don't sleep on Danny. Danny, <laughs> Danny has a lot headed uh, in the future and um, thank you guys for doing this again. Yeah. I appreciate it. No, yeah, I, I wanted to get it out. Like I've been like yeah. learning all of this stuff, and it's just blowing my mind. Like, I hate to uh, like we could talk for another hour. I hate to cut it short, but we're already breaching two hours. No, nah, no, nah, that's good. Yeah, um, but good. we'll definitely talk more in the future. Like yeah. um, obviously, you're always welcome here at the tea party, yeah. and uh, e- even b- b- before your book comes out, we'll have yeah. you on again, and oh, yeah. then of course after, yeah, to to plug it because. Yeah. Um, that's something I'm really excited about. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's going to be a minute. It's going to take at least a year. I, I, I mean, if you weren't taking your time with it, it wouldn't be yeah. worth the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it, you know, it's a hell of a calling. Like, I yeah, feel man. really, like, crazy no, that it's life more like, has, like, caused me to, like, be where I'm at with it. You know? I feel like it's got a hold of you rather yeah. than the other way around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. No, and like some of these things I've, I've been talking about and that I'm trying to write about, you know, they're like above me, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like having to reach into like expressing them like way out of my, you know, actual field of expertise, you know. But I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I am. Like it's, it's, it's going to be good. It's cool to, um, it, no, it's a huge undertaking. It's a big achievement to, to try and grapple with. Um, mm-hmm. And just even like... Um, even the effort or the commitment to undertake something like that is commendable. So, mm-hmm. thanks, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, it's a calling. <laughs> Alice, have a good night. We'll see you next time. Later, later, Alice. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs>